All right, guys, I feel like in previous years, we would do this show in mid-July when drafting season was just getting rolling. But uh, in 2023, the year of our Lord, the year of our best ball Lord, we are doing this show in May because drafting season is just firing fast and furious. So we got to bring on our guy, Eric Bynfor from Spike Week, King Galaxy Brainer with us. A few years ago, we did this show and we flipped the ADP in the puppy on its head. And so we're going to see what we can cook up tonight, kind of uh, our first kind of pullback, looking at this drafting landscape, what's going on in drafts, what can we do to lever ourselves up to first place? It's Ship Chasing with Eric Bimefour. Let's do it. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> this is why I'm hot. Anita Handjob. Hand Fix your sight. Jamar. <laughs> Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you Tony? You can't handle the heat. It looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, Ben Gretsch, Pat Corain, Eric Bimefor. How are we doing tonight, fellas? Doing good. Good. Doing good. Uh, Eric, how many? How many? Uh, did you max the first poodle? I want to know how how in deep are you. I did max the first poodle. I'm in the midst of maxing maxing the second poodle because I'm using these. Uh, it's a perfect time for the show as like experimental grounds. So I drafted 100% zero RB teams in the first poodle, and I'm oh, in the I midst of drafting. About that. Yeah. I'm drafting 100% hyper fragile teams in the second poodle, Ooh, and I, I want to like kind of see you know what the difference looks like in my portfolio between the two. And I'm not like doing anything crazy like massaging exposures and all that, but just running running you know some galaxy brain That's experiments cool. i want to see what the teams look like when i do those things and that tournament's like so perfect for it do you do you have you found like when you did your zero rb experiment did you find yourself getting obviously you're getting different draft slots but did you find yourselves having like very a similar play, a great time did you have <laughs> did you find yourself getting like the same players a lot specifically when you got later in the draft yeah so i've found so far that with the hyper fragile it's been even more so because mm. late wide receiver is so bad and every single draft I'm having to take wide receivers in like all with all of my last picks. And so how I, much like, Nico Collins do you have? Yeah, Nico Collins, Jaden Reed, right? These guys, Tyquan Thornton are on like every oh, yeah. team. They're on like every single team. The zero RB teams. Have um, you drafted Robert Woods? I absolutely not. Come on. No, absolutely. okay, you're not doing hyper fragile for real then, man. Come yes. on, Robert Woods is how you do it. This is my hyper fragile. Let's get targets out of the gate. There's no capitulation in this hyper fragile structure. Okay. We're drafting my hyper fragile teams. That's young wide receivers at the back end. Although there's some there's some pretty gross guys that are that are included in here too. But I found with zero running back, it's usually like one or two of my kind of flag plant zero RB guys that I get really overweight on. So for me personally, everybody that probably has listened to me is sick of me talking about Damian Harris. Damian Harris is one of my like 10th 11th round picks that i'm kind of flag planting at his price and he obviously fits a zero rb team like a glove and so i i had like 65 percent damian harris or something like that and then a lot of some of those other guys that i like um i know you guys are on chuba lots of chuba lots of jalen warren those guys but it is a little bit more spread out versus i'm finding the robust or, or the hyper fragile teams is like Dude, you're just take. I'm just clicking Jaden Reed in the 16th round every time or whatever because he, I need him. I, I need that kind of a player. Is taking that much Harris keeping you off? Like, where are you at on Rashad Penny, Samaje P. Ryan, 
Uh, AJ Dillon, I guess, is a little earlier. I'm looking at the ADP around Harris. So you find, uh, oh, Antonio Gibson's the other one we talked about a little bit on ADP chasing this week. I, I mean, I, we've talked we talked about on ADP chasing this week a little. Um, I really love that pocket of running backs. Harris is definitely a part of that. But I'm curious if your consolidation on Harris has kept you off some of those other running backs. It hasn't, but that's because I'm also willing to make sure I get. So Penny's probably my second favorite guy in that group and so i'm willing like they both have very similar adps i'm willing to go a little bit early on one to get both of them and then gibson we're on the same guys everyone that you just named gibson is a priority for me there um like i I love harris but i'm also not going to forego james cook in those those structures as well and so there's just that uh, basically getting everybody from (laughs) hate to say it from david montgomery down to like Antonio Gibson and 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 that all in that range. I'm just you know I'm just getting are all those starting, guys. Are you starting kind of past the Harris Pacheco type of range? The Dobbins Harris. I'm pl- um, I, so we did tweak it a little bit sorry, this year. Pierce. Yeah, yeah. So we did tweak um, at Spike Week. We we you know you, uh, Pat knows you guys know you can kind of see some of our definitions of our structures. And last year and in the prior years zero rb was a little bit different and the running backs didn't get pushed down quite this much so we usually categorized it as sixth round and later is your first back for a zero rb team you know we just you have to draw a line in the sand at at, at a certain point we could argue about fifth round or whatever we moved it up to the fifth round this year because of how heavy the wide receivers are early and so i i do still have some dobbins damian pierce and those guys, and that they are counting as a part of this. Aaron Jones, the sprinkle of Aaron Jones, right? Those guys are mixing into this um, as kind but of. But you're trying to do this really strictly. So if you have a really great value in the fourth round at running back, you won't take him unless he falls again to the fifth. Correct. Yeah. How many um, like 17th and 18th round running backs have you taken? Because that is a really <laughs> rough spot for, for running backs. Cause like we mentioned, like after Chuba, Jalen Warren, single Terry, after those guys, you feel confident have kind of an RB two role, like your rookies, like guys we like, but they could legit be RB fours on their own team. See, that's where the, the initial question you asked, like, are you getting a lot of the same guys? That's where this comes into play from for, for zero RB more so for me, even than a hyper fragile build. Now the 18th round wide receiver is a little different. Like, I mean, it, you, you pick one. I don't know. They're all terrible. Like, uh, you'll, you'll, you will, I will correlate those guys, but you also run into a lot of similar correlations in hyper fragile because you're locked out of the elite stacks basically, right? You're taking running right. backs early. So you're not, you, you're not stacking the dolphins because you're never drafting Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle, or, or maybe, you know, you take Tyreek Hill and then you take second round running backs. But anyway, with the zero RB thing, I found myself more able to fluctuate through. So like one of my guys would be like Eric Gray. You mentioned like a young rookie back there that I'm, I'm kind of excited about. Will he beat out Matt Breida and Gary Brightwell? I have no idea. Why? But why, why are you excited about like a 205 pound back that ran like a 462? Like <laughs> this dude, he's like a, a smaller, less athletic, slightly more athletic version of Gary Brightwell. Like that's what we're talking about. Right, so that would mean he would be better than Gary Brightwell, who he needs to beat out to be Saquon's backup. He's like 20 pounds smaller. So is apparently two, you have to be 225 to be a viable fantasy back. If you don't run draft a 4.62, I want you to be more than 205. Don't, don't, it, it, 
it, okay. Anyway, we're we're going off the rails. Uh, ignore <laughs> Eric. Ignore the Eric Gray mention. But you tell me then, Gretch, who this awesome 18th no, round yeah, running back yeah, is. But point being, I'm cycle. I'm able to cycle through all those guys because they're all total lottery tickets, right? Yeah, like I said, yeah, yeah. I I I like targeting the high value backfields. Like so, like the Chargers. No one wants to click Josh Kelly. I don't want to. I don't want to click Josh Kelly. But like. I'm going to cycle through those guys in the 18th round on teams where they make sense because I just need to hit an absolute home run with one of these guys, right? I need Eckler to go down. I need Saquon to go down. I need Mixon to go down or whatever in one of those spots. So I've been able to cycle through those guys a little bit better where wide receiver, it's tough, man. It's there, there's, there's no fun lottery tickets at wide receiver late, generally speaking. Yeah. I took Kyle Phillips today, so I know how you feel. That's Pat. Yeah, those you are the guys I took you Disca today. <laughs> because Pat didn't want to take Terrace Marshall. That's how much I just Pat took Terrace Marshall. Marshall. I just no, took we had Terrace DJ Marshall. Chark. I, I stand by it. If you're going to take Chark and another Panthers receiver late, you take the guy who plays in the slot. All right. Uh, trust so me, I'm not going to complain. Shy Smith. I mean, Shy Smith would have been an option as well, but I won't take Shy Smith. I'll take this. Well, and, and that is the thing, too. Like, if you were hammering. You know, in August, we start to have – there are way more options for, like, the late-round zero RB guys, whereas right now I find myself, like, pulling up a little early, but then I end up with the same guys, Jalen Warren, Chuba, Singletary, because I feel confident about those guys. It is, like, an interesting thing. Um, like, Sean today got me to draft uh, Zach Evans on a team, you know, do, mixing in a little bit of those guys. I've, been mix- like, I've started mixing him in. Yeah. Because at least, like, you can tell – yes, could he be the RB3 – behind Kyron Williams absolutely but you can tell a pretty easily easy story of why he would be the RB2. Now Eric He's I have a question more about athletic than Kyron Williams. Yeah, this, for sure. This approach is definitely interesting Eric but have you considered just letting the draft fall to you? <laughs> we're going to talk we're going to talk about that that's one of my ga- that's one of my galaxy brain takes that uh uh we've taken the whole let the draft fall to you too far. Wow. Ooh. The have you found um, – were there any other interesting things from hammering the zero RB, RB stuff? Have you found yourself in wide receiver avalanche rooms, or have you basically been able to get whatever wide receivers you like uh, in that experiment? I found that even when I know I'm going to – my goal is to be out ahead of everyone at wide receiver, it's still hard. On, on this mm-hmm. again, this is on underdog. DraftKings is different. Drafters is different. FFPC, I'm sure, is different. On underdog specifically, for me, what I've found, and this is just a personal take. If you like guys after this, that's totally fine. But Rashad Bateman in the 90s is like yeah. this cutoff of when he's gone. I don't really want any of these guys. I've talked myself into Elijah Moore. Like obviously, I, I'm willing to kind of forgive last year on him a little bit, but like. Rashad Bateman, like I'm really excited about Rashad Bateman. So like I like I yeah. want to draft him. He's he might end up being my highest owned wide receiver. But what, like, dude, that that's not even to pick 100. And if I don't have, and especially in a zero RB build, you know, if I don't have five by that point in the zero RB build, like I'm really hurting a wide receiver because I'm already chasing at running back. I might be chasing it tight end or or quarterback or something too and the point of the extreme strategy is to basically dominate every position but one generally speaking right of course you can combine yeah. strategies but the I, the premise is that i'm giving up running back points hoping to hoping to kind of lock box something throughout the season 
right? Lockbox some early production, run into some contingent value. But I need to be good everywhere else. And I'm finding it's not that easy to be good at wide receiver, even in a zero RB team on underdog. And like I, I was taking detours uh, to tight end and quarterback just to kind of see how that worked too. And sometimes you run into, you got four, Rashad Bateman goes earlier, right? Than you, than you want. You got four wide receivers through nine rounds and you don't even love your wide receivers in a zero, in a zero RB team. And like, that's a problem. Like that's something that, that like, that's probably been the biggest thing I've learned so far, which I, you mean you don't love, you don't love the final receivers or you don't love the four that you got a little bit of both, a little bit of both, because I think the first, the top, you used to to be able to back in the day when you ran zero RB get four, like top 24 receivers on the same team, you know, Jamar Chase went in the fifth round as a rookie. Jamar Chase went in the fifth round as a rookie. T Higgins went similarly to him, right? Devonta Smith was a seventh round pick the year Cooper cup broke out. He started in the sixth round, right? These guys are second round picks. Now I'm not saying specifically those names, but those archetypes are at worst third round four. And then there's this, this year in particular is so crazy to me because that fourth round of wide receiver, I, you can tell yourself a story about all of them, right? From, from Ridley, Ridley, Amari, Christian Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Jerry Judy, DJ Moore, et cetera, Drake London. You can tell yourself a story. The Chargers guys. I don't like dislike any of them really in a vacuum, but I also don't love those guys being my wide receiver two or three, even on a zero running back team, right? Then you go further. You're like the Bucks. I mean, Chris Godwin's really good. He's one of my favorite players, but like, is Baker Mayfield going to hold him up? You know, and Kadarius Tony is going is going to go in the sixties here pretty soon. Like, I really like him. I, I'm willing to make that bet. But like, <laughs> we're we're really pushing, you know, uh, the limits here of Kadarius Tony. So it I, gets I might not thin. have like any Tony this entire year. It just I, it's the Tony he's a guy that eludes me in like every draft. Like, yeah, I, every time I think to grab him, like, oh, someone already. Took I'm not reaching for Tony, and he never falls. So it's it's looking like I'm gonna have a big fade. Which is yeah. the problem, right? I'm not saying that's right or wrong. That's that's personal preference. But like, there are only so many upside bets at wide receiver. Like, I I, I kind of like Deontay Johnson or whatever. But like, this is still Deontay, like Deontay Johnson. Johnson. But this is still Deontay Johnson on a Kenny Pickett offense. Maybe, maybe Pickett just does take a leap. That's something. But like, half PPR. Deontay Johnson. He's more of like a okay. I, I don't hate this, but he's probably not winning me this whole thing. You know what I mean? We used to get that guy in that in the seventies. We used to get that guy in the, in that at that range where it was like, yeah, dude, I could tell myself a story about how this guy absolutely wins me this whole damn tournament, right? That's where Stefan Diggs went when he went to the Bills. You could d- get Allen and Diggs in that range, yeah, like and five, now, six. yeah, and now Calvin Ridley goes in the middle of the third <laughs> the third round, and he hasn't even played you know in a year and a half. So it's just a crazy landscape. Yeah, it, it is. And it's like you were rattling off those fourth round wide receivers and it always feels so gross when you get there. It's like, I almost like some of those six, seventh round wide receivers more where you're in like the George Pickens, Traylon Burks, Gabe Davis, Jahan Dotson yep. range, where it's like that tier isn't that different from the fourth round wide receivers. The problem is, is in the fourth round, there's no good detours, right? <laughs> Mark <laughs> Andrews is off the board. The other tight ends are going in the fifth. There's no good running backs going in the fourth. Gibbs is going off the board before there. And so it's just like you're stuck taking those guys or what a Fields, maybe a Lamar falls, but that's like what you're looking at. 
that's where can we just get Good the point. quick DJ Moore conversation out out of the way? But where I am willing to take a like a Fields DJ Moore stack, or I'm I am personally mixing DJ Moore in, and so it, it's because I agree that from a median perspective, DJ Moore like the our whole like bubble is out on him, and that cost is probably a little bit too high. But I think that that's not taking into account absolutely everything. So I'm not so like Pat's talking about may end up with a hard fade on Kadarius Tony. Even if you think DJ Moore is a little overpriced in a in a vacuum, I'm I I don't personally if you still believe in him as a player, don't don't know that I would take a, you know, a total fade on him because like who are you fading him for? Yeah, no. Sure. In the in in the in the fourth round like Jerry Judy, you know, like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, like you know Christian Watson. I, like, I, I wrote I, I about like that, and I've I, I think I've been more leading the DJ more fade as somebody. Yeah, who's Drake been, London. Yep. As somebody who's who's been a big more fan throughout, but like I, I think I joked a couple places, and I think in the in the write up I, I did that like part of it is because I would like to still make the bet. Like I don't want the year that DJ Moore. Like I still do believe that he's a good player. I don't want the year that he's hitting to be the year that I'm not on him at all and I, I think your idea of like yeah don't make uh, don't take a total fade on him yeah i mean i went to get zero percent percent your position on him i'm also not really fading dj more a ton i i think when he was going in the early fourth i wasn't taking much of him i would kind of mix him in because i kind of but more from like what, what ben's saying of like well i just don't want to be out on dj more this year but this doesn't feel good but um i've kind of enjoyed as he's fallen down to the four or five turn area. I think there's a lot of fun stuff you can do. I, so I wrote an article uh, daring my, my opponents to snipe my quarterbacks. I take it back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no take backs. <laughs> Dan, Dan Zach just sniped me on fields when he had Mahomes, and I, and I really, oh, really did. Dan. It really tilted me, but Is I, Dan Zach a leg up sub. Uh, I don't know. He's a, I don't know. He's a spike week. He's a spike week sub. I, I shouldn't be okay, leaking personal information, but he's probably using the tools to dominate the guy who just won best ball. Me. <laughs> yeah, he, he 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 tilted me. I'm I was uh I was super tilted because I I took DJ Moore, and I had looked and I saw he had Mahomes and someone else had had Burrow or something or, or no what it was is someone had had like Chase and Higgins so I knew and Burrow was still available as well so I knew he was going to take Burrow and the other guy had like Hertz. So I was like, I'm fading one dude in this whole group to take fields, and he didn't have any bears. And I was just like, I'm making this bet. So I, I took more, and it come back, came back around, and uh, right, right before me, uh, I got sniped on fields. But that's that's kind of fun, and I've I've pulled it off successfully. And when you pull it off successfully, and it's helped by the fact that Burrow is now falling, and you can take a look to see, oh, is there a Higgins chase yep. drafter? Yeah. If there's Higgins chase drafter, you can push fields around the corner. And that makes grabbing more there in the late fourth way more palatable to me. It's almost like he fell to the fifth because you're getting this, you're like forcing the board to give you this value on fields. There's a I lot still of think fun more things. Is mispriced by like two plus rounds, though. I mean, I just, I think he I should be a mid fifth. I think he's about a mid fifth value. I don't, my counter, my counter is the upside case. So I, I've thought a lot about this. I, I promise because I seen it triggered me all the uh, DJ Moore hate because I still am pretty interested in him in a median projection. What we view of the Bears situation is a very run heavy offense that can't support uh, the wide receiver. What is he like the wide receiver 24 or something like that. Now I can't find it. Wide on receiver this. 23. Yep. 23. So, right. So, but he, he's been in bad situations and he's been close to this 
before with Sam Darnold and PJ Walker and, and the Kyle worst Allen. year he's had in full point PPR was I think wide receiver 25 um, yeah. over the and, past three. Yeah. And so I think we've taken what happened last year with the bears a smidge too far in the DJ more FUD. Now, like I said, so we just did some projection. We're building projections at spike week too. And he is, a, I agree with you. He's more of like a fifth roundish guy. I do think yeah. it's a smidge overpriced. But he's definitely is, overpriced, but I don't think it's to the point where we need to hard fade. I mean, my, my counter would be need... this point you're making. I've made the exact point with, I remember AJ Brown's second year in the fourth, fifth round on the medium projection. And I don't agree on DJ more. Like it's not a point that. So, but, but Ben, like you're saying two rounds. I mean, I know you kind of, I think it's this whole there. range is dramatically impacted. The only thing you can argue is that the bears are going to be substantially different than last year. No, so this is, I, I have a passionate take about about this. Okay. So that is not how a projection should work. You are you are anchoring to last year, a one year sample with which was not the same team, and it was an anomaly. Their pass rate was an abs. Take take no, it's years years of data, right? But it's not I'm talking about, about a range. I'm not talking about. I am talking about okay. a range too. You can't use last year as the baseline is what I'm saying. Saying DJ Moore is I'm two not. rounds underpriced is, is saying last. So what people will do, and I see this on Twitter all the time is they'll take last year and they'll say they have to increase their pass rate by X percent just to get to league average. Last year was the anomaly. And from a statistical like projection perspective, you almost would rather throw out the anomaly and start at league average and then start to ding them down from league average. Right. I'm and not, I think what we're doing with DJ Moore is starting and looking at last year and saying, oh, my God, look at the Bears. Because, I, dude, I see it, too. It doesn't feel good. But we're saying they're never going to throw. Right. Coming into the NFL, the take on Justin Fields was he didn't run enough. Right. The take on Justin Fields was he, he, he wasn't running at Ohio State. He was just a pocket passer, even though he's this freak, huge monster freak athlete. Now, because last year they had the worst defense in the NFL, they had no one that could get open. And they had the worst offensive line in the NFL. So, yeah, they just ran the ball and Justin Fields took sacks. But, like, they upgraded. They invested in the offensive line with a, a top 10 or whatever, 11 pick, whatever Dontrell Wright was. They signed uh, the guard from Tennessee. They traded for DJ Moore, a superstar wide receiver. They traded for Claypool last year. They drafted a tight end and they drafted Tyler Scott. And they drafted Roshan Johnson, who's like more of a passing down type back. Every indicator is telling you, Oh, Maybe absolutely. we don't want to run like that. And so I want to project them more closer to like not league average. They're going to be a little bit below league average, but like if fields emerges with DJ Moore together, like the upside case has to be valued in too. And the floor has been great for him on the Panthers before. So, too. so my, my, Oh, there's a lot of great stuff you just said there. My biggest counter would be if we're using last year as a baseline, he's still not a sixth or seventh round value. There was not a Chicago Bears receiver that was anywhere near worth at that pass volume, anywhere near con worth considering. And even if you say like that pass volume was just like the median or the baseline of some type of range, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't, have, if you would have known something like that was even like moderately possible, but likely was like your baseline going into last year. You wouldn't have drafted any Bears receiver, and you wouldn't this year either, even in the sixth, seventh round. It would be – we're talking double-digit rounds for every single pass catcher on the roster because it was that bad. I do think it's going to regress. The question of does the scramble rate, sack rate, the the, the massive amount of dropbacks that didn't end in pass attempts, does that all regress? Does the pass rate – called pass rate regress, right? And then you still have to hit 
you know, he has to be efficient on a new offense. We know wide receiver teams have issues. No, I know he is. He's very good, but he had a, he had a down <laughs> efficiency year last year, unfortunately. His targets per run fell last year. I still think he's a star. I absolutely love him. I want to bet on his talent, but the 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 ways that his pat like I, I think you're glossing over how bad the pass rate can be. The, the ways that it has to regress are like multiple layers of called pass plays, the outcomes on the pass plays. I do think they're going to throw more. I think absolutely that's a focus. Of course, that would be a focus after the season they just had. They literally had the lowest pass attempts per game in like. 40 years since the strike shortened 1983 year other than I think there's one team that had fewer pass times per game was the 1990 Raiders. So in 33 years, I think it was the fewest pass times per game, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, just an absolutely insane uh, season. And that's not, that's not the, you know, that's not the, the baseline in any, in any way, but I don't think you can just look at that and regress to something normal without, you know, acknowledging that the range is still pretty ab- absurd in the, in the negative. Oh, the range is very much absurd. So I just, wh- what you're saying, uh, reminded me, I just watched air. Have you guys watched the movie air? I you know, the, the Jordan and yeah, Nike. So first of all, you yeah. got, you have to watch it. It's, it's amazing. But, uh, Matt Damon is pit. Ben Affleck is Phil Knight. Matt Damon is Sonny Vaccaro. And he's pitching him this idea, right. Of creating a shoe around Michael Jordan. Right. And and he's like, Ben Affleck says, Michael, like, you, we're going to create a shoe and build this around this rookie. Like Magic Johnson doesn't have his own shoe. And Matt Damon says, exactly. Like, that's what I'm that's that's my point. And when you were saying, like, it's going to like when you kept mentioning regression, my whole point is last year, you just you just defined an anomaly season that doesn't happen. And so you can't attach everything that you're expecting in terms of regression from last year for for this Bears no, absolutely offense. the baseline should and, be already a default you know shift in right. regression like and that's that's what i'm saying i'm saying even despite that i still think a fourth round receiver in this offense is crazy what's the i ceiling? think this it's the, the ceiling is justin fields is good they yeah, throw the just a fields good well also the ceiling is in week 16 year. and week 17 the bears at it home wasn't good versus the cardinals year. and falcons and dj moore gets loose for multiple bombs like the telling yeah. yourself a story of dj moore going off against two weak ass opponents at home in the fantasy playoffs Easy. is like the easiest story to tell you like last year we mike evans went was a low advance rate player overdrafted in the second round and went fucking nuclear in week 17 dj Moore yeah, but, is that at a three round discount he i don't even think upside. i don't even think mike that's evans the upside is three, case the upside mike evans case is three is, rounds discounted from dj Moore right now he's one of the i guys, think the evans Bucks is a great pick the, he's one of my highest rostered players okay. in, same in, in same yeah. <laughs> why Bucks, wouldn't you make yep. that pick i mean the, the point about going off and you can make 17 is an argument why does it have to anyone at their 80 no that's like, why i don't think that's that's not the upside case the upside case is that he's he's uh drake london but explosive he just consolidates volume on, or he's, or he's AJ Brown. Like he, he's consolidating volume yards after catch. He can do, he can do things at all depths. He just needs fields to be good. And then he's a target dominator. That's your, that's your path. And I think that's, that's a path we've seen pay off. I think Josh Allen and of- Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs did this. Stefan Diggs was great. Had never been an, a truly elite wide receiver in, in fantasy because the situation did not dictate it. Josh Allen, dude, nobody thought Josh Allen was good. Bills fans didn't think Josh Allen was good. They got a superstar wide receiver. They were really run heavy, not to that anomaly perspective. I agree. And so that's why 
I agree, generally speaking, he's a smidge overpriced. But the upside case is that your overconfidence in what the Bears are going to be is wrong. I'm all not, of I'm our over, all of our overconfidence. I'm, again, I'm still confidently talking about a range. The the difference here again, buying for Stefan Diggs, I was famously like ten wide receiver spots over ADP in my rankings. People give me a lot of credit for that. That year with the Bills, he was way underpriced. I was really high on him. I saw that as a possibility in the range. What not to the extent that happened, but that that could be better for Diggs. That they gave a ton of capital for him. That he had won at all depths. That it could go be great in this new offense as like a legit wide receiver one, which the Vikings never used him as the, the Panthers used more that way, but he has won at all depths. He's getting this new opportunity with the bears. I wrote about this in my, my write up on DJ Moore, but I think the big difference between what the bills did there and, and what we're going into in 2023 is more of a macro league level thing in the way the defenses are playing now and what the bears, how they responded to that and how a lot of Russian quarterbacks responded and the extreme play volume tendencies we saw last year which was i mean it wasn't just the bears it was the falcons on the low end it was the bucks and the chargers on the high end with pass volume but defenses are now no longer they're they're playing it in a way they're like we're gonna dare you to run we're gonna you know whatever we're gonna play a base of like an extra db and force you into we're not going to react to what we think you're going to do we're going to just say hey we're going to take away deep passing and all these things which is sort of what happened all of last year. I think when the bills did that with Diggs, it was a different landscape where the, the fact that they jumped into this massive pass first team and were able to throw to all fields. Still, you could still throw down field that down, downfield passing thing shifted in, you know, the 2021 season, this cover two shell has become, you know, whatever I, the offenses might find an answer for that. There might be a different macro thing. I just think it's a tough spot to say like what the, from a macro perspective, what the bills did when they got Diggs, even though it was just a few years back, was more doable in the NFL landscape the way defenses were playing the Bills that year. But you don't think, I, think I mean, be. defenses aren't going to sit back against Justin Fields and cover two. I mean, that's not how you play the Bears. I just pull, I pulled up Tyler Algier ran against a uh, eight in the box on 40% of his 40% of his runs brought up next year. I can't, <laughs> I, so, I mean, that's, that's obviously a different team. That's the Falcons. But I mean, you know, you have, uh, oh, Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery are both at 20. Four percent, which is about middle down the list, but I mean, you're gonna you're gonna put a guy in the box against Justin Fields, I think, a little bit more than another quarterback. Um, he also, by the way, in EPA per play, I mean, they're sacking him at a higher rate than any quarterback in the NFL. Why would they, they? did they did? I'm saying well, because all, the whole the because whole he runs. The that... only thing you're afraid of is his legs. I mean, that's why you you would not sit back in a too high because then he gets to run. Um, but he, he was just ahead of Kenny Pickett in EPA per play last year, 22nd, um, behind Andy Dalton. Oh, I mean, I'm so a big he wasn't, fan of Fields, too. I think he's good. I just, so again, what, like... And, it, well, this is potentially a counter-argument, you know, saying he wasn't all that efficient. But I, I do think the fact that he wasn't all that efficient, even though he was very efficient as a runner, points to at least the potential that maybe he takes a step forward as a passer. If he doesn't, then this isn't going to work. He needs to he needs to take a step forward. But he, he definitely does, and... uh Ben, I agree with li- everything that you just said is totally spot on. This is why I listen to people like you to try to figure out ranges and all that kind of stuff. Generally, my whole thesis is basically like a lot of that doesn't ultimately matter. So let's look at Mark Andrews if we don't want to talk about Diggs and and Allen, right? Two years ago, everything you would have just said about the Baltimore Ravens, boom, nailed it. Don't want to throw, right? 
uh, yeah. defenses, the, the defenses was mid shift of this, not, not quite to the level that it's gotten to, like you just outlined. Um, but the Ravens, I mean, Jesus Christ, Nick Boyle's out there, you know, like the, you want to talk about, don't want to throw that they, they really don't want to throw, but sometimes shit happens or the Josh Allen comp is just like, dude, Josh Allen went from a bum from Wyoming. I'm exaggerating. I know there's chat people that are, are not liking the, the Josh Allen stuff. But like Josh Allen went from this dude from Wyoming that nobody thought was good to one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Sometimes that happens. Now, that is not something I want to be drafting DJ Moore in the fourth round if I can help it. But I also know that I'm trying to finish first out of a million teams in, in best ball. And I need these out. I need to have outlier potential in my portfolio, right? I, I drafting Mike Evans. I'm drafting Chris Goblin. I'm drafting Deontay Johnson. The bears have a case. I don't care what range you want to, what percentage you want to put it in that fields takes a leap. They throw more and DJ Moore is still just as good as DJ Moore has ever been. And this dude that's going in the fourth round around Jerry, Judy, Deandre Hopkins, like, DeAndre Hopkins plays for the Cardinals. Everybody's hoping he gets traded somewhere, but, but I, this dude is old. I want to drill. I want to drill into that because you said the Bears have a case. I don't care about the percentage. I think this is the whole point. The chat's saying we've been talking about DJ Moore for a long time. We have. I I, I feel it's the same actually way you not do, about like DJ Moore. I really it's, I'm really it's enjoying. Not about yeah, it's DJ not about DJ Moore. Is exactly where I was going to go with that. Oh, so really this is like chip chasing. We'll talk about DJ Moore for as long as we want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love hearing your guys' side of this because I'm trying to understand it as well. But part of what I'm trying to understand is as a guy who wants to be drafting DJ more, frankly, should I be taking him at this price? And that part of like, yeah, there's a possibility for this. Like wisdom of the crowds is, is strong. ADP is pretty smart. All these players going this range. It's not like some fucking bum in the 18th round that we were talking about is going in the fifth <laughs> round. We're talking about, he can't possibly go in this range. We're talking about, you know, he's probably going a couple rounds high at most. I'm the one who's extreme saying he's two plus rounds high, but like, we all think he's good enough to be a single digit round pick and that there yep. are, you know, very positive scenarios that can, that can play out here still. I, I mean, I obviously think that I've been on DJ Moore every year of his whole career. I obviously <laughs> think he'd be good. My question is at what point for a player that is going in the first 10 rounds and wisdom of the crowds is very strong and, and, and is right about the fact that this player should be in the top 10 rounds. At what point does what you just said, I don't care about the percentage of, of, you know, these scenarios. Does that percentage actually matter? I do like, I would, I'm saying like if I was drafting a ton, I would still be taking some DJ more, but we do also have to have player stances at cost of like, it's not just that I don't think he can hit a median at this point or whatever. I actually think he can beat this in, in, you know, a lot of scenarios. Mm -hmm. I just think cost benefit, his whole range of outcomes, the team's whole range of outcomes. There's a lot of things that I have to get right for you to win big on that price, especially in the fourth round, like, because in a fourth round receiver, I want a guy who can be a first round producer, second round producer. Yeah. at least. It's Let, so like, at what point are ahead, we, are, I mean, are we just going, Hey, you know, correlation. I, and I had another uh, angle on this that I want to do before we move on to DJ more, actually. I'm going to try on. to move us on. So get it out. All right. Cause I, cause I do want to drill down on, I think one of the key points potentially, or at least something I want to get some clarity on here is like, because all receivers are moving up. So like, yeah, I don't agree that DJ Moore should be going to the fourth round to me. He's like a fifth round value, but there's also like, <laughs> there's also like this, this fact of the matter of like, everyone is kind of like a little higher than we feel comfortable with. Like I really wish Christian Watson wasn't like an early fourth round pick. That doesn't feel <laughs> yes. great to me either. Right. You know, 
I'm taking way more of the Chargers guys than I thought I would because I'm like, well, I don't, then I won't have a receiver. So, like, would I mean, 20, if you go, if you add 24 picks to his ADP, he's going behind Jordan Addison, you know? Oh, well, his ADP is falling. I mean, yeah, that's fair. He's got a 46 ADP. So, like, how he's going back. I'll back. Yeah, he's going where Tony's going. I'll, I'll backpedal on two plus rounds of where he's currently at. He's already fallen for like two weeks since I was originally making this point and writing. But, so are, you, but are you taking like him with? Are you taking Mike Evans over DJ yes. Moore? Or? I, I said Chris Godwin okay. was the was the first name, and Godwin I think is rising now. They're they're a lot closer. Iuke, would you take Iuke over DJ Moore? Godwin Definitely has some similar talent arguments that as DJ Moore, and in a in a passing offense that I think has way better volume ranges that are just like the whole range is just way. Godwin's about see. a round after. Now he is. But what about the yeah. round four guys? Because the point isn't so we fall like I trust me, I fall into this this idea all the time where we say, Well, what about this guy that's going later? And it's like, well, yeah, if you keep waiting to take wide receiver until you get Chris Godwin, like like <laughs> uh, let me anyway. tell you what your yeah, your your team yeah. sucks anyway. So congratulations, yeah, you got Chris Godwin, right? You got shit wide receivers regardless. So like he goes by Jerry Judy and Christian Watson and the Chargers guys and Drake London, who's the same goddamn thing that he is and you know terry mclaurin at right i'm, I'm sure terry I'm mclaurin might be the guy there he might be oh the i'm guy drafting there. terry terry mclaurin uh i'm definitely drafting he's terry so McLaurin. boring we we've it's been so boring. we've been tricked by the boring guy a couple times now he, yeah he might be the, the league winner i mean i think but Keenan just the, allen might be the guy there if you like i, know I take a lot of keenan shit, allen but like, keenan allen might be i like those guys not that great keenan allen a healthy season and he actually bounced back when he was healthy this past year and like routes run stuff I think it's I think it's more likely to be McLaurin purely because I'm more willing to take Allen, and the fact that I don't want to take McLaurin makes me feel like it's more likely to be McLaurin, you know, because it's that boring element. You're like, "Eh." all I was gonna say to put a bow on it, so Pete can move us on from this (laughs) this conversation was I was definitely being a bit hyperbolic. Shocker, that's kind of what I do. Intro this by saying, "Let's get DJ out of the DJ more out of the way quickly." Thirty minutes later, (laughs) that's how we got thirty minutes. 30 minutes. I didn't know you had so much interest in talking DJ Moore. Let's go. No, I'm ready to go online. I think I think it was John said in the chat that it actually has literally nothing to do with DJ Moore. He yeah. just so happens to be the guy who represents this idea, but it really doesn't pick him. There's other players that you can probably make this the same case for. I was definitely being hyperbolic about the exact percentage, doesn't matter, of course. You know, if it's 0.01%, it and he's going in the fourth round, it, it definitely matters. But I do think that the biggest thing is almost who goes around him, right? So, like, Mike Evans clearly had crazy weekly upside last year. Like, that's, that, that's what Mike Evans is. He's never going to outperform a second-round ADP. That's why we all hated him, like, from a season-long perspective. It made no sense why he went there from a season-long perspective. But in any given week, Mike, or Mike Evans, attached to Tom Brady, like, has big upside. And I'm not trying to use this as a comp with, with Mike Evans, but players that go that went around Mike Evans were probably the better reason to say, Mike, we can't draft Mike Evans in the second round here where DJ Moore is going. There is this relative floor, you know, and not really, but I don't even want to talk. I, I don't even want to get into the whole floor conversation because the bears are such a weird one, but that upside case when everyone else around him is flawed. Everyone, dude, they're off. Jerry Judy, they're talking about trading Jerry Judy not that, not that long ago. And he's the one Bronco we've propped up here. And Christian Watson. We're doing this like, again. I, Remember last year we decided it was Sutton? It was like, it's Sutton. Yeah. You got to draft Sutton two rounds ahead of everyone. 
Yeah, why Jerry? No other Bronco goes in like the top 100, and Jerry Judy is just plopped here into the fourth round, even though yeah. everybody hates the Broncos. Christian Watson, Aaron Rodgers is not there anymore. I hate to be a bearer of bad news, but like Jordan Love is now the quarterback. That's very scary. All these guys have flaws, and so uh, I, that's when you you have to weigh all these different things. Pat and I actually did a fun episode where we talked about like every pick you're weighing like 10 different things. And that's where DJ Moore comes in is like that ceiling, especially if I can get him with fields because the, the correlation between their, their top. So good. Yeah. 5% so outcomes good. is, is tournament winning. Stop. Siphoning, so please. Let, let me, <laughs> let me take this through. Let me take this through a lens of galaxy branding now, because what I've been hearing is it's extremely flat from like the fourth through the seventh round. And all of these guys, we can poke holes in. We almost like some of the seventh round guys as much as the fourth round. The galaxy brain take is how many rosters are going to have Traylon Burks, Deontay Johnson and Gabe Davis on them. Right now we're talking not a lot. Yes. And so if you want to hang dong, if you want to put your nutsack on Love the table that. and say DJ Moore is overvalued, Christian Watson is overvalued, start taking these three guys who are all going in the seventh round in the fourth and then the fifth and then the sixth, because no one is going to have that trio, that combinatorial trio on their team. Yeah. I think you got to do it with three, it. right? Because if you only did it with two, ADP shifts enough that there will be other combinations, but you really got to commit to that and go at least three players deep that all are very similar in ADP. And even if there's some shifting, you're still not going to get that combination. I love that. That's well, especially yep. in like, again, it's a little different for best ball mania. Like you're saying, Gretch, like the ADPs can shift and you might not actually get on something that's that's galaxy brain, but in this poodle, that's going to fill poodle, you whatever. whatever you want. Like you can snap, get that snapshot there and lock in a really yep. unique trio that no one's going to have. And that was been when you asked about the running back thing, I was doing it more so in those zero RB teams. Um, but I was doing it in some hyper fragile stuff too, like with early running back starts, exactly what Pete was saying. Like I'll take Eckler at Love his that. normal ADP at 11 or whatever, but then let's bring Pollard all the way up from the late second to the early second. Cause nobody's taking Pollard at the two Oh two or whatever. You know what I mean? And do, Oh, that. I thought you were going to say in the, in the Damian Harris range, like but if this, you do a zero and you take, like, because he's back to back with Penny, and yep. there's those other guys right there, Antonio Gibson or whatever. If you take them in three consecutive rounds, just the way Pete described with the receivers, that's pull probably Penny, a... pull Penny to the 90s, and then take Harris a little bit ahead, and then take Gibson at his ADP, and you You're get probably all three not getting of them. anyone with those three. And if they all yep. hit, and the, we all like the, those potential upsides. I mean, that's another pocket you could do the same thing with. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, yeah, it is a, it is an interesting thing and it's, it is trickier with best ball mania. Cause we've already seen the ADP like Pat and I were reviewing the draft we did on opening night, like today. And so many of the ADPs yeah. have shifted in a way where the galaxy branding isn't rewarded as much early on. I think. I don't think so. And also like some weird stuff happens in those. Like, I think this was in a, I think of the Dalmatian, I got Rashad white at like near pick 100. I don't know why. But I did. Yeah. You know, it's just like some sometimes weird stuff happens like that. And so like you might there's there are you could have teams or or at least the potential to get that same type of structure um, or those same that same type of combo may just naturally um, come your way. Now, if you want to get it like five times, you're going to have to force it for sure. <laughs> Here, Here's another let's uh, 
Let's talk about another like drafting landscape thing that's definitely much different this year. And it's the quarterbacks. And it's if we're talking about like the sexy screenshots, like if you post a team or you draft a team that has a quarterback after QB 11, basically after Anthony Richardson comes off, like people hate your team. Like if, if you do a team that doesn't have an elite QB, if you do a three QB build, people are like trash. Like if you don't have one of those top 10 guys or a sexy guy, where are you guys at on this? Like, obviously it feels good to get one of the elite QBs. I'm not challenging that, but they are so priced up that I do really wonder um, how much of an edge there is in elite QB relative to these new prices. Where are you guys at on that? That feels like a social media thing where like on, on polls, the first answer always has a bias, right? Like the, it's the first thing they see. They see the QBs and like they want to see a, yeah. a sexy name. Because I, I I've been getting a ton of shit for my three QB builds. Like people do not like my shitty Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, even two of like, if you don't have one of those top six or seven guys or Anthony Richardson, people's like trash, trash team. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. But I do think I've, so I thought they were going to fall. And then I just, then I was like, I, I don't know. They're going to fall. I want to get, I want to make sure I'm getting some exposure to these elite guys. Um, partly because you can get the stack so cleanly with those, with those top guys too. But now I'm starting to think that they will fall. And that, the reason I'm starting to think that is that I think the, the Burrow fields tier has moved back to the, to the end of the fourth. And if you're sitting at the, at the two, three now, and you have Higgins or Chase, I'm starting to pay a lot of attention to the guy. Like if I go, if I'm at the 102 and Higgins goes before me in the second, then I am more likely to take Mahomes. But if I can get Higgins or or I pass on Higgins and the guy takes him from the one hole, I know I have first rights to Burrow when he comes back in the fourth and, and obviously might not come back, but, but I'm like starting to think about Burrow as a chase drafter that early. And I mean, obviously I'm sick and not everyone thinks like me, but there's, <laughs> I think that the fact that if you're just sitting there and you kind of know in the back of your head, like, Oh, I can get Burrow as the chase drafter or the Higgins drafter. Then like taking Mahomes is way less fun there. And especially if, you're going to take Mahomes and Hurts and Allen are sitting there and they're going to fall, you know, further. It just, there's just this thing that's happening right now where I think, I think those elite quarterbacks are going to get start moving into that early third round range. And if you, as the, is the digs drafter is if you think, I, I think I might be able to get Allen in the third, or what if you're like, you know what? I don't love Kelsey. I don't love Bijan. I think I might be able to get Allen at the, at the 305 range, I'm going to, I'm going to reach on digs and try to pair Allen there. Like, I think you might start to see more stuff like that. So I, I think I it's all so just kind of pushing down that like that that's good in practice. But I guess what I'm more hinting at is like, we have a lot of data from the past couple of years about elite QB really yeah. helping advance rates, but that data was based on these QBs going much, much later than they're going now. And so like the problem I'm hinting at is now that they're all pushed up, do we think it's as much of an edge as it was previously when they were cheaper. I don't. Step, yes, I don't. As much of an edge. Um, I, actually, I, I, I agree with everything that Pat said, but I think in this exact moment, like I, I, what Pat is saying is what I've been trying to do with those elite guys is if I am going to take them, I want to push them beyond the tier of early round picks that I really love, which is, let's well, call it Ramondre. No, I've just been like taking, I just, I just took my medicine for a minute and, and drafted some of them, but, but now what I'm saying is I think I would 
I think I'm going to maybe sit this part out because I, I think I'm willing. I'm starting to feel that they are going to fall to the mid third. And honestly, Pete, like at the mid third, like that does fit with with last year a little bit. I mean, that's where Allen was going anyway, right? I mean, Hertz was a back end around six, Hertz really was around six. seven. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think shout out shout out when Kyler was falling I, to like the seventh round, and I pissed away all that money on, <laughs> on that elite yeah. quarterback. I've been feeling like it's a season for a throwback to the principles of late round quarterback drafting all off season. Everything you guys just talked about with the receivers and how hard it is to actually get four good ones in the first like six rounds. You can't get these four top 24 ones anymore. The reason we should be considering DJ more. And I think these are all really good points is that the alternatives aren't that great. Receivers are all going <laughs> so high. I think even more, like I think it's a no brainer now that you can't waste a third round pick on a quarterback. It's not how it, like the, we, we've known this for from fantasy football for a long time. I'm not saying that can't win. I just think like from a, you know, you want to talk like gal brain, you want to talk like I, I want to take a really firm stance on something. I think percentage wise in this landscape, that feels crazy. The opportunity cost feels too high when you can make up quarterback points late in a way you guys are just talking about the 17th, 18th round running backs and receivers are horrible. You can get a 17 game quarterback starter on the 17th or 18th round. You can finish your three QB build. Nice and easy. You got to, I mean, there's not a lot of quarterback upside back there. I agree on all that. I do agree the quarterback has changed and the the good names that are going really high are a lot better, but the opportunity cost in the third round and the opportunity cost in the 17th for your third quarterback to, you know, to build a three QB build a lot different. I I mean, it just feels a no brainer. I, I love, I love that take. I do think we're maybe discounting the late round quarterbacks a little bit relative to what we have in the past. So you mentioned like kind of a throwback to late round quarterback. These late round quarterbacks are just as good as ever, but the quarterback position has gotten more expensive, except these guys haven't. Now I look, I understand. I don't want to get into the Sam Howell debate. You know, I know some people don't like Mac Jones, whether you dislike or like Jimmy Garoppolo or Desmond Ritter or whatever the, the 40, one of these 49ers quarterbacks is going to have that job and he's going to be probably a lot better. I actually come around on this. This I'm I'm kind of like I'm in on mixing those guys in. I took Trey Lance the other day, and uh, I forget exactly I, what I did. I'm taking Purdy too. You know yeah, me. I'm, I'm a Lance I'm down guy. to take some Purdy. I think, especially as we like move into other tournaments, I don't know how much Purdy and Lance I want in Best Ball Mania right now. But like, I, you know, I I kind of those are like those are my special little bullets. You know, I I don't want to, <laughs> but but like you go to the DraftKings ten dollar and you're like, I need some weird shit to happen. I'm taking Purdy. I'm taking Lance. Like, yep. It's a it's a fourteen hundred person final. Like I need a These weird are the special thing little to go my way. You, you scratch the name of the person I you're going to kill on the ball. <laughs> no, I don't, no, that's too dark. That's not what I do. My special I little just, bullet. I, I have a little bullet. I write. I write the what uh my first running back that I took. Yeah, I, I mean, like the thing that I've like for me, it's like if I think these quarterbacks are at best efficiently priced, at, at worst maybe overpriced. And then on top of that, in this tournament, where now the way the pods work with week 16 being a one out of 16, week 15 being a one out of 16, I almost get excited when I get the third quarterback stack lined up because I'm saying I'm having more outs to an outsized outcome that these drafters aren't going to have. Not only are they going to have spent 
this pick on a quarterback, but you're also going to show up in week 15 and week 16 with all the other Jalen Hurts drafters, all the other Patrick Mahomes drafters, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's probably helping your advance rates. But when I'm thinking about how do I win one out of 16, one out of 16, one out of one, four, 41, I'm like, man, Love having it. these three different quarterback yeah. bullets in stacks, and you got to make sure you're getting the stacks, right? It's not just like raw dog yeah. in these guys, yeah, but like I'm leaving myself open to all of these outs that these drafters aren't going to have. And oh, by the way, I have Garrett Wilson on my team and you don't because you same, chose Josh Allen. Same next. thing as 100%. zero RB. Your guys' top 10 zero RB team a few years ago, we talked about how all those running backs piece together so well. You're, it's, a, it's a great point. If you can piece together three cheap quarterback stacks that do go together well, their spike weeks are on different weeks and everything lines up well, how different that makes you to everyone else who has Jalen Hurts, right? Like you, it's an opportunity to be unique. I love that point. And yeah, if you, you, it's not just even the playoff thing, which is it's easier to tell that story from the late round quarterbacks because it's really hard to see Mac Jones like being great over the course of the whole season, right? But also like two years ago, Mac Jones was pretty was pretty decent for fantasy. Uh, yeah, certainly as an eight as an eighteenth round pick, he wasn't I think the blowing the doors off. Nuts. It's it's absolutely absurd. Uh, I'm drafting a lot. Surprised like he's so. going to get benched in week six. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way of putting it. As a Bailey Zappi truther, I'm still drafting a shit ton of Mac Jones. Like, I don't – this his price doesn't make any sense. And what's crazier with a lot of these guys, Mac Jones is the best example. If you want a Patriots stack, oh, you great. can have it in every single draft. Like, they're, they're, both of their tight ends go outside of the top one. Hunter Henry, baby. Uh, it's Hunter Henry season, 100%. Tyquan Thornton – is goes at like 185 well, right we're gonna have to compare taekwon thornton bags at the end of the year because it's just that oh my god you i was talking about we were talking about the uh you know the guys you're getting way too much of in the uh, hyper fragile versus taekwon thornton i think is on every every hyper he's got the biggest bag of all i think he just it's <laughs> ridiculous but like even like I don't like these guys, but like Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Gesicki, right? Like the backup running backs. There's not another Patriots running back that gets drafted besides Ramondre. The whole Patriots team is free. And it's like we forgot about 2021 where they were actually pretty good. And then 2022, they were a disaster. And so now like they're all free. But that's just one example of the quarterback thing where like if the Patriots return to 2021. Yeah. Mac Jones is going to match. The quarterback like goes like, with the team, and we miss on teams sometimes by a all lot. The time. I think it's a great point. The Patriots yeah. get a lot better than we expect. What do you guys think about Baker? Because I think the Bucks offense, like everyone is just completely writing it off. Brady's gone, et cetera. Like he's still got still have good receivers. I don't think I'm 100% certain Baker is completely terrible. So what I would say, so the Baker, the Howell stuff, I mean, I've made this point a number of times, but my thing with that is like, you don't have to pick the quarterback, you know, like, and this is one of the things if you're, if you are drafting one of those elite oh, but they're super quarterback cheap. teams, QB yeah, but you, but you just build the stack anyway, just build the stack anyway, build, build a Houston stack. And then right when you would take Stroud, just like stack up someone else. Like, can we separate how from these losers? Yeah. Well, like, how, 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 get into that. how and Ritter are, are like, I, I like both of them back. There. I'm looking at this Purdy, Howell, Ritter, Mac Jones, Baker is QB 28 through QB 32. Like I actually don't put like, how, don't put. I Howell think Pur- I think Purdy's Please. the only Purdy's the only one of those guys who's actually interesting to me. Only? You're nuts. Yeah, and none of those guys wow. really hold any interest except Purdy for me. 
I, well, I just I said don't Mac disagree. too. You don't, even Mac. Oh no, no, I like Mac. Mac is Mac is a pretty solid advance rate play. You don't okay. get that that kind of job security. And I know it's not perfect job security, but it's pretty good. I mean, you're getting a lot of job. Can I ask you a question, Pat? If you eliminated any job, like if I told you Howell was going to play 17 games, where would you be at on him? Uh, I'd take him ahead of Stroud. Okay, I'd probably. So it I'd is. It is range. more so the job risk that. Yeah, it's a job. I think. I mean. I think he's a favorite to get benched. Wait, what? You would take? I would take him over Jordan Love. I'd take him like in the QB Absolutely. twenty. Absolutely. Yeah. Why would you only take him a spot higher? Yeah, he that's runs, fair. Yeah, dude. I, I, he's I in a good offense, argument. and yeah. he runs, yeah. and they have Eric Bieniemy now. Like he has real outs to real upside. Like, yeah. No, that that's fair. If I knew, I would for take sure him over Russ. Benched. I would take him over Russell Wilson. If I knew he was playing seventeen games, I'd take him over Russell Wilson. All right, more I, I, I won't. I won't even argue that because okay. Russ might get benched. So sure, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there that's true. You know, that's, so, that's not my point with Hal. Is not that he doesn't have upside if he plays. It's that I think, especially if you're using him in a build where like you need him to play because you you kind of punted quarterback for a little bit. I just think you're taking on a lot of risk, and the payoff isn't that high. Like the payoff is like, oh, I got Russ who doesn't get benched or, or a slightly better version of Jordan love. Like that's, that's helpful for your build for sure. But I just don't want to build. I just would like to build my teams where I don't ever really feel like I need how I have, I have taken him in some DK stuff. I'm not like saying never take him and I've never, no, taken what him, a fraud. You're a I fraud. don't, I don't like taking how I love the chat using the term base rate in a, this is literally best ball galaxy braining. And you want to talk outliers win. We are galaxy braining anyway. We're not talking base rates here. Like, the, if you if you want we to should, talk though. about we base should. rates, I mean, you're at the wrong these, fucking place. These quarterbacks don't really separate from each other all that well, and so if you're taking a guy that late, you you want him to be starting. Like, if he's not starting, you're it's a you just shouldn't take anyone. Like, you should take a skill player if he's. Uh, I think yes and no. I think <clears throat> um, you have to similar to the the DJ Moore thing, but uh, very different. The the payoff has to be factored in. You you it can't just I be think we're, what I is think the we risk. Disagree it can't only on the be the risk. The payoff. He's an is... 18th round pick. Your eight your 18th round pick. They they all have infinite risk, and so you can't just say this guy has risk and I can't draft him. So like the payoff on hitting on an 18th round quarterback who ran for 800 and something I think, yards. When I you think lose your portfolio. If I like if I'm overweight in my portfolio in 18th round running back my portfolio is probably not facing like a huge risk in terms of its ability to advance or its ability to make noise in the playoffs but if i'm really overweight quarterbacks with job security in my overall portfolio i think i could be torching my advance rates and hurting my week 17 upside so it's not that i'm saying a guy has risk therefore we can't take him in the late rounds i'm saying i want to build structures that don't rely on quarterbacks without job security. But that's elite quarterback. And we just talked about the problems with elite quarterbacks. It's not just elite quarterback. You can go, you know, you can go two quarterback or you can go three quarterback, but prioritize uh, three that have jobs. But if they don't have upside, are you prioritizing Jordan? I would argue that. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would make a point to get, I would, yeah. On the clock in the poodle for hell is, Cup. Christian McCaffrey or Cup? What are we doing cup. here? I'm Cup. Cup. Um, 
But but to your point, Eric, if I were to take Jimmy G, then I would. If I like took Jimmy G as my quarterback too, that is the situation where I would then go. I probably need Howell, or I need, yeah, see, or I need Purdy because I like I box myself into where I can't yeah. win with that low of upside of a, at quarterback. So yes, there are situations where I'm going now. I need to. I take need the swing. The I need the swing. Scratch off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with that. It's just that I want to like when I put myself in that position. I'm like, how did we get here? How do we not get here again? <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. If you're deciding between like uh, my quarterback room is Jimmy G, Mac Jones, and Sam Howell, you probably just screwed something but, up but along, Pat, along I, I think you can make a case that Hal does have a job they've said everything they could possibly say about it being his job i understand your take on Brissett, and it's fair but i think you can make a case he has as much job security as some of the other dudes that go even ahead of him like who well Devonte just dumped um, on jimmy g it publicly basically <laughs> uh so, I, I guess i wouldn't argue jimmy have- g that's the one <laughs> that made have- me feel gross when i said jimmy I take g but i mean obviously both the niners guys go ahead of him um, I, I think the the rookies like Pickett, Jordan Love, those guys, if they're really bad for a while, can get can get benched, right? Like they're young dudes that we aren't super confident in. For but it's kind of like in Dynasty, right? Like how right do I want to be? Like if I and I hate being, I hate having to be right on my Dynasty players. I want to be, I want to not have to be right and have them go up in value. But about and, fifty quarterbacks start yeah. every NFL season. Like there's a lot of. No, I know. I know that all these guys that I'm taking could be- get benched. Matthew Stafford could tweak his elbow and get benched. Right. Like Jordan Love could be an absolute catastrophe. Like, but what if they're just like kind of bad? Who gets benched when they're just kind of bad? Right. Not right. Jordan Love. Not Kenny Pickett. You know. So that's kind of where I'm at. Maybe I'm like, not I'm, Sam Howell. Like he honestly maybe might not have Sam enough Howell. Of maybe job. not Sam Howell. Yeah, but I yeah. think I I personally think he does because of the hot seat issue where you know coach gets fired. Yeah, you know, changes the That's quarterback fair. before he knows see, it's hard. See, I think here you Galaxy Brain show. Here's the Galaxy Brain uh, Washington take. There is no hot seat. Rivera is gone, fella. Uh, Bienemy, Bienemy is the, head, <laughs> the seat is the burned already in his now. It's over. Yeah. He doesn't have a seat because it, it incinerated. There is no seat. Bienemy is the future head coach. Oh. Bienemy will make the decision. What yeah, about Pat, uh, Pat Ritter? I defend three QB builds. That, that's defend myself? This, this goes exactly to the point that I'm making. Like, I'm not anti-three quarterback build, but I took Daniel Jones in the 14th round as my third quarterback in that team. And Daniel Jones had job security and upside. Like, I like three quarterback builds. People, where you're oh, so you're saying that all you're arguing for is what one with again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm being attacked, Ben. I must defend myself. No, I mean, I, I think. Oh, so like, build the team that you built last year. Okay. okay. He did I'll draft DJ Moore. He did draft DJ Moore last I year on that team, by the DJ way. Moore last year. <laughs> but I mean, like, to me, like, Jordan Love would be kind of a similar type of, of bet to Daniel Jones. I think maybe a worse bet, but like, that's kind of a range where you're like, well, Daniel, like, or Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford, like, those guys could have big week 17s. That wouldn't be crazy to us. Love would need to run more than he has, but but it's possible. And he's not we're getting the, benched unless something goes really wrong. We're on the clock. Wild room. We got JGFC going Chubb Pollard at the one-two turn. We want to keep pissing here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We know Olave or anything else? Yeah. Who do you guys prefer between Olave and Devonta Smith? I love Olave. I like I like play. All, I mean, and Higgins. I would throw in. I like all three of those guys, but all right, Olave's fun if that's ADP play. Yeah. Plus, don't the, do the Saints play uh, 
well, you got the spike week tool there, so you can tell me. The the uh, oh, I don't the have Rams the, play. I think they play I mean, the, they play the Rams. The Rams play the Saints in week uh, fifteen. The Rams. The Rams are an awesome. The Rams are an awesome one because their defense is going to be absolutely horrible. And so I'm trying to craft some super gal brain. Like, how do we correlate like all these different? So they play uh, the NFC East, but they all like uh, I believe they. Yeah, you said they. They do play, play the Saints. Right? They play Saints the in week Giants 16. and then the and then the Rams. You know, the Saints. Team. You, you know who they play? You know the Rams playing week 15? That's going to be our quarterback, too? Who? Washington. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's go. I think this is on Pizza Camp. Stack that it's up. It's a poodle, man. It's a poodle. It's a poodle. Still. Still. I'll send oh, they you, play Washington, I'll send you $1.25. The Saints and the Giants. <laughs> we can, we can send it to me. <laughs> a three late QB team with Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, and Sam Boom. Howell, and have Nailed all three it. of their matchups in the playoffs. All I ask is that this team has Sam Howell on it, and I don't ask <laughs> much. <laughs> it does seem like we have a weird, a very like polarized mix of like friends and family badge bros, and then people who are like, no clue what's what, going. What is on. happening I mean, right now? Derek Henry yeah. in the second is. Uh... <laughs> Davis being like heavy on Derrick Henry and getting pissed when he gets sniped on Henry in the third was just like not a 2023 pop plot line I saw coming. I ta- I I, rec- I uh, did a pod with Davis the other day, and uh, luckily we were at the end when the Derrick Henry thing came up because he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm drafting Derrick Henry. Don't you see he plays Houston in uh you know in the playoffs?" And I'm like, "Davis, God, Devonta made it back." <laughs> Devonta back, let's roll, let's right? Roll Beautiful. Yeah. Yep. We have never gotten a receiver after ADP ever in our history. Ever <laughs> it, honestly, we never have. This is the ever. first time. Uh, it's the yeah. first time. Four picks after ADP, an early receiver. That's. Hey, that's you know who happened. the Eagles play twice? <laughs> who? Sam Howell. Sam Howell. <laughs> oh, it's destiny. Absolute destiny. <laughs> this is amazing. This is the the stream that two years ago killed wide receiver ADP. Two years later, <laughs> hey, things heal. We got Devon Smith in the third round. <laughs> we've we've been accused of disingenuous touting occasionally. <laughs> I I might start disingenuously touting Sam Howell. <laughs> I might start doing it. No, and I'm telling what, you right I'm... now, it is disingenuous. I don't mean it. <laughs> I don't like Sam Howell as a pick. Please clip that part because some of us are trying to keep getting him in the 18th round. I don't want Pat. Like moving his ADP. No, up. I'm gonna I'm gonna steam him up, Eric. I'm gonna steam him. <laughs> I'm gonna steam him because you're making me take him on the steam. I hadn't even looked at the what what's the poodle two payout structure here? Sixty k. It's pretty good. Right. So, d- same thing as the last one, but literally double everything. I think. Okay. All right. It's pretty nice. It's pretty yeah. nice. Now is this around we take Traylon Burks to start doing some Galbraid? Uh, yeah, I mean if we're gonna if we're gonna oh. threaten Galbraid. We better stay true to our word. Only receivers wow, with Terry McLaurin going at the the four hundred one. JGFC is he's having some fun in this poodle, dude. Th- th- this is what when I'm doing the hyper fragile stuff. This yeah. is what some of it looks like, and I've gotten so many tweets. Like, I'm in this draft with you. you have <laughs> one wide receiver through six rounds. What's going? What's going on, man? Yeah, I know. Um. So you're so it sounds like you're still like mixing in elite quarterback, elite tight end with their your hyper fragile. I'm trying to experiment. Like I, yeah. Basically, my whole thesis is I'm not trying to like 
preconceived notions into play around this one structure. Uh-huh. I'm going to draft this one structure, but then I want to see what elite quarterback looks like with it. I want to see. And that's, yeah, yeah. that's where I ran into trouble with zero RB specifically, honestly, hyper fragile. When you take detours, it really doesn't matter because your your wide receivers suck. No matter <laughs> what you no, no matter yeah, what you, you do, right? Like you you either have Deontay Johnson or you have you know Zay Flowers. Like it it really yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. But with zero RB, the every detour you take, you're like actually this is supposed to be where I dominate wide receiver, and my wide receivers are like good but not awesome. And so it's a huge like it's a huge difference from the past years. Like so mm-hmm. so different. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we're about to be on the clock at pick 45 for the audio listeners. Cooper Cup, Chris Olave, Devonta Smith start. This is where we, if we want to live a little bit and start taking some sixth round wide receivers, what do we like? I think Godwin would be my next best receiver, probably looking at that list. But what do you think? I'd, I'd be down to go go further down the list. Any, any other about, players people want to mix and match? What about the Seattle guys? Yeah, which one? JSN. We gotta go and then JSN and then get Lockett and then get Lockett. Okay. The issue with that is that JSN is falling to the sixth now. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna. But we, we also don't have to do it. We can still pivot from the the Lockett thing. But uh... well, if we get JSN Lockett in another six hundred eighty p, it'll be a unique combo, right? Yeah, do that. Do so. Take two guys that go. So take Lockett and someone that goes right next to him, like Evans. Take. Mm. JSN, Evans, Lockett, right? Because Evans and Lockett go right next to each other. Yeah, well, it's ADP Addison. Godwin, JSN, Ayuk, Evans, Lockett, Addison. Let's take Lockett and make sure we at least get some stacking into this. Yeah, because even if we don't get Geno, at least we still have the Seattle like yeah. secondary. Yeah. Yeah, it, Nitro from the one hole. I've seen this a few times where they take the elite QB – and then they're like, well, I have Jamar Chase, so I uh, got to stack that up, too. <laughs> I've seen that so many times. It feels like Burrow is like a linchpin for how your draft is going to go. Yeah. Okay, but doesn't Godwin have Alave week 17? If he really makes it back. So does Evans. Oh, yeah. True. Apparently, there's a CEH is in the best shape of his life Twitter story we- that's like nice. doing the rounds right now. <laughs> Is, yeah. is any guy every single offseason we learn that like something horrible happened to him the previous year and now he's doing great? Is it Godwin we like? How uh, what about Lockett? Lockett? No, Lockett for do the want, stack. Or do, do we, we want, want to do Lockett? the two bucks? I'm Godwin for the do... stack. What you the guys gotta break the tie, Lockett. Pete, and buy him for? There's no stack with Godwin. Yeah, a lot of the week 17. He, he correlates. Oh, you want to go with the uh, correlate. Yeah. I don't want to do the straight. Yeah, fine. Do Godwin. Do Godwin. We can maybe get Evans on the way back. And then see if either Evans or Lockett come back. I don't think they will, but then we can still take the top guy by ADP at that point, and it should, in terms of uniqueness, match up. Yeah, that's the other thing. Lockett has a shot to come all the way back. Godwin didn't, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely not. Wow, this is an old school zero RB start. It's a and if we're really taking a six, I mean, start. it's fun. I haven't done like I haven't done just like five straight wide receivers in a while. <laughs> Feels good. I didn't All these do that. Fucking many. values in the third round at running back. Fuck them. I don't want to make so get my face. That is something <clears throat> about this year that like we just talked about all the problems with uh how quick it is or how easy you can get locked out of wide receiver. And like 
the the running backs that are available later, like like I said, I'm almost all the way through this kind of experiment, and I hate and I'm biased, so that, that's why I'm trying to do the experiment. I want to like just post the data and let everybody see it. So like other people, not just my biased brain, can say like are the hyper fragile teams better or zero RB, but like dude, you can draft zero RB teams with like still like sick running backs, man. Like J.K. Dobbins, like. Like it, I know, like Josh Norris likes Miles Sanders. I don't really like him, but like you can get Miles Sanders as your RB one, Damian Pierce, David Montgomery. Uh, you know, like if you really want to, like it's not totally zero RB, but like if Gibbs falls to the fourth round, you take Gibbs as like I, your RB one. I build on basically all my Gibbs teams like a zero running back team. Yeah, like a two, I just six, I take eight, two, six running right? backs. Yeah, yes, I do. I do it like. I just flip it. I'm like, I took him in the sixth. That's just what I tell myself. And I'm willing to pay the two-round premium on him because I think his his late-season upside is good Correct. enough. But he's a like a sixth-round type of advance rate type of dude. Maybe even seventh, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I just – But I those wide like receivers that. are like – we just talked about all the fourth-round wide receivers, right? And it's like <laughs> – what is the difference? We're yeah, sitting you, it here. It felt like you just described DJ Moore when you said what I was saying. He is DJ Moore, the sixth, seventh round. He's the running back, DJ dude. Moore, a hundred percent. Yeah, he's definitely overpriced, but like he just gets thrown in there because there's nobody else. Yeah, I feel a little differently about DJ Moore to bring it back, but I think I think it's more just like a binary. He's either like. DJ Moore is either like a, an amazing advanced rate player. I come back and we're, we're back one. to the DJ Moore combo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is. But Gibbs, Gibbs I think, is going to, even in Gibbs' best seasons, he's probably not doing stuff for like five, four or five weeks. He's an undersized he's, rookie. He's, he's, DJ Moore is, his price is wrong and everyone knows it. He, he either has his yeah, top percentile exactly. outcome and he's underpriced as the wide receiver 23, or my God, we're looking back like this dude. <laughs> Why were we taking him in the fourth round? So both Lockett and Evans went. Yeah. So so Deontay Johnson week seventeen, yes. or we with filled JSN. out our Eagles bet with Goddard. Either of those, I, I do like Goddard, but I'm down for. <clears throat> I think I would take. Those. I think I would take Deontay here. Let's let's. What are we going to do at quarterback? Because we don't. We're not. Deontay gives us outs. Deontay gives Derek, us outs at quarterback. Derek Carr. Gino. He does give us outs. Kenny Pickett, Kyle Trask. And, what do you mean and, we don't have Matthew and Sam Howell? And Sam Howell. And Sam Howell. <laughs> yes, unstack Sam Howell. Anytime yeah, you can well, unstack a guy hey, who's going to be watching Kobe Brissett play. He's playing against all of our receivers, isn't he? Is that what we We're going to get Dotson. We're going to get Dotson. How? We've <laughs> only drafted wide receivers so far. <laughs> if you wanted Dotson, you should have taken Goddard. <laughs> How? <laughs> Seriously, how? We have won <laughs> six rounds. I was taking wide and even for zero running back. This is a great. We we could take Dotson. <laughs> yeah, seven let's two right, seven seven, seven two Dotson. is the best. Is the best. Is the best. <laughs> Bad so take, take him. Fuck it. I'd love to take Dotson. I've been hoping we'd take Dotson this whole time, but only if we take six wide receivers first. <laughs> Yeah, has have anyone looked at the advance rate for a one one fifteen one build? That's unrealistic. We would not take a run. Oh, back. It's Jesus. A you, guys, you guys have jumped the shark. <laughs> I, I finally Leone would have never have let this happen. Yeah, he wouldn't. Have. Oh, Dotson went. Nitro with his double elite quarterback. Right, we'll get he really needed. 
touchdowns. Absolutely. Oh. No more wide receivers until Oh, Swift. Curtis Swift Samuel. is a no fucking brainer, dude. Sam Howell's in the queue. <laughs> we already have an Eagles bet. Yeah. Let's just I'm take Rashad sure. Penny and, and do the Galbrain three tenth round running back start it now. All right. Fine. Feels gross taking what's, a running back. Uh, what's Galbrain. you guys take on Swift? If if Ben, if if DJ Moore is overpriced, Swift's gotta be overpriced, right? Yeah, I don't like Swift's price at all. But I mean, I think you can take some of him. He's an efficient, he's like a boom boss type runner in an offense that is going to make that viable, right? He's going to hit for some big yeah, runs. It's exactly I was looking right. at rushing uh, up props that dropped on Caesars today, and I immediately was like, ooh, I kind of like his under at like, I think it's like 575, because I do think Penny's going to be their lead ooh. runner. I think the other running backs will be involved. Hertz is going to run. Like, 600 rush yards, kind of tough when you split it all up. But then I was like, man, he's a boom boss, like big run, big play type of guy in an offense that's going to, create holes if he has a couple 50 yard runs a lot easier to get to 600 rush yards he probably does go over that i ended up not taking the under on that i mean he, i think he probably winds up in that range i think it's a good line and then i mean obviously more, the, the theory is more of his work would be on the receiving side as well i think i mean i think he can have right. a, a solid good year i do think penny runs for more yards and it's an offense where that's where you get your points i mean yeah I, i'm definitely Miles Sanders. more penny than swift i'm definitely yeah. more penny than swift but this is past adp on swift, yeah it's a fine pick. Decent, it's a fine yeah. pick it's a good offense to run in, for, especially for a guy like him where you're looking for efficiency, explosive plays. Like, Miles Sanders had some pretty big explosive plays last last uh, season. He was right? a smash. Miles Sanders yeah. was a smash last year, and he's not as good as either Penny or Swift. Right. He's, he's definitely, definitely not. not. As, yeah. My it's question a good about them for Swift. I think it's a you, better fit for Penny, but it's still a good Swift fit for Swift. Was the point of? I agree with that too. I think it's a better fit for Penny. But so what do you guys? Penny's, what do you guys think about so little? It is freaky, man. But what do you everyone got paid roles? little. Damian Harris got paid little. Not like, Alexander Madison. Okay. A couple <laughs> people got him. contracts, but the market has been so down on running backs that like a lot of guys I would have thought were signed by now are still sitting out in free agency. Like, yeah. what would you yeah, guys like, rather have though? They were willing to pay a running back, and the rest of the market is telling us we didn't care. There was it was a flood of running backs that we were willing to take any of them, whether it's Damian Harris, Penny, or whatever. And the ones who have signed are the ones that were like, okay, well, I'll take what I can get. That's the way Not- I look. Not that this is how it went down, but what would you guys rather have? Say Rashad Penny's agent being like, hey, I have this contract. You can get the exact same amount of money in Minnesota that Alexander Madison got, or you can take this contract for Philly. And obviously he's going to take the more money. But let's just say he's like, no, I want to go play on the team that just went to the Super Bowl that has the killer offensive line. I'm willing to take a pay cut to go be in the juggernaut. We know what Davis Maddock would choose. He's, he's chasing know, that cloud, yeah. baby. He's is there any cloud on the Eagles, baby? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's my point, too, with, like, some of this money stuff is, like, the team situation has to play into it a little bit. I, I don't know. I, I'm just always – it's like the Odell stuff. Like, I don't give a sh- – one flying fuck how much the Ravens played Odell. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not taking him in the 10th round because they gave him a fat contract. That was a please Lamar sign this contract. Right. They were like, yes, so, we yeah. need to get we need to get people. We need to get bodies in here. We're going to take Zay flowers and we're going to pay Odell a bunch of money. Um, I, I did have a question on the Eagles thing that I can't figure out. What do you guys think about the contingent value type stuff? Like if Penny goes down, what is the Swift's role change? How did Gainwell and Scott yeah, play into that? You know, I, I mean, I think neither Penny nor Swift has really shown the ability to like handle big workloads and the teams are going to be for different reasons but i think the eagles will be kind of like hesitant to give those guys big workloads they've also leaned on boston scott whenever they've not you know had their lead guy around yeah like they, they, they have a jordan history of, again or they'll pick up jordan Howard. they they yeah. have a history of just 
making this a committee one way or another. Yes. Kenny Gainwell is a talented player who will, who will get some work. So I think you're you're betting on these guys as efficiency plays and an incredibly efficient offense. That's the but I don't think you get much contingent with with either guy. I agree. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't. Um, I, I couldn't see it. All right, let's see here. Ton of green Woof. on the board. <laughs> uh, Sutton maybe last of a wide receiver tier. We could go white. Here. We already have a um, bet on the New Bucks Orleans a little bit, and the New Orleans thing. So we build that out. Sutton's the last. I, I would maybe. I would maybe argue Sutton, but Eric Ray. We have six wide Rashad, 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 Rashad. Yeah, I mean, we had six. Let's save. Let's save that wide receiver. So this is something I do like to do, and also something I figured out in uh, drafting a bunch of uh, zero RB teams really quickly. Is I I'm happy to make sure I'm really strong at wide receiver, like we are getting six early ones or five early ones. I do like to save one or two. If I don't have a quarterback yet to, to make sure I'm still getting stacks. And so like, if we are, if we do want Howell, you have Curtis Samuel in your bag, right. Or like you get locked out, you have the Patriots in your bag. You have you, exactly, just yeah. having that flexibility I, is really important. I don't know. Are you on Rashad white? When we talk about like rush out over efficiency with a lot of players and stuff. And he was actually like really bad last year. Like the shitty thing about like being stoked about him last year was when he kind of took the job from Lenny, he wasn't any better than Lenny. It was annoying. No, he wasn't that much better than Lenny. He, he wasn't good. Uh, yeah, rush yards over expected. He was between Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott, which is not where you want to be. So, what, um, what's your take on him? Do you, are you concerned about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's concerning. I think he also had a thirty-six percent success rate, which is bad. Um, I think the issue with White, like, is if there was kind of anyone there who could take early down work from him, he probably would be at real risk of seeding it. Um, I do think that the argument that he wasn't better than Lenny as a receiver is like a pure straw man because he would, they were both good. So like, I don't fucking care that he wasn't better than Lenny. That's just, sure. that's just what do you guys think device. about building out a, uh, maybe an unstacked Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones plays the Rams, gives us some Daniel quarterback yeah. upside and our seventh wide receiver can basically be whatever yep. from the Giants. I think it's sharp. I think it's sharp. Yep. yep. Love it. Backdoor stack it. Um, but that bitch up. so that's that's where I'm at on on kind of a, the rushing thing. I think it is a real concern. The receiving thing, I think he he played well as a receiver. He earned Tom Brady's trust out there on passing downs. He was getting whole series to himself, so they clearly trust him as a pass blocker. And the profile suggested that he was going to be a very good receiving back. To have him already establish that, not amazing, but good as a rookie, I think is bullish. Um, he is big enough to where they can just kind of leave him out there. So sure. it strikes me like a little bit like, I mean, he's looking right now. He looks a little Buck Allen. He looks a little Charles Simsy. Oh, you know? now you're speaking my language. Oh. Buck it's, Allen, baby. It's Buck not, <laughs> it's not ideal, but like, he's, he's just like, who's, who's taking it's it tough because he came in so old. Yeah, I know. I just hate that question at running back. Who's taking it from him? Like someone always Evans. You know, Chase but if Edmonds. he's got if he's got the yeah, but Edmund, I think Kareem he's better Hunt than Edmonds can. as a receiving like, back. Someone can sign. Yeah. Edmonds isn't actually that great of a receiver. Yeah, someone can sign. But there, yeah. but the other thing is like he's almost protected by their shittiness. Like they're gonna bring in Zeke. Like, I don't think they're bringing in Zeke because Zeke's like fuck no, I'm not signing with the Bucks. Yeah. You know, like they're <laughs> he think they can't bring back Fournette. Obviously, he has to be cut. That's why he's not there. They're not gonna bring I in think Hunt. Kareem Hunt would be the, the one that would kill him. Maybe, maybe Kareem Hunt, maybe, yeah. Kareem Hunt would suck. Yeah. Yeah, that and that would hurt for sure. 
Yeah. I do think it's actually like, I don't believe this, but like Chase Edmonds, historically the veteran, like passing down back that I agree. I'm not arguing for Chase Edmonds actually being good at this in the NFL, but I'm saying he has kind of played this role as the secondary. He's still and, a free like, agent right now. And, no, he's on the Bucks. He's on, uh, oh, he's on the Bucks. NFL teams like just that. sometimes go with that dude, you know, and like we don't have to like or it. Keyshawn Vaughn. Like, I mean, they could just decide Keyshawn yeah. Vaughn's good in short yardage yeah. and they use him to that. I well, think and, that and then they also happen. got uh what's his face? Sean Tucker or whatever as a UDFA, which yeah. is not like I mean, he was supposed yeah. to be, but there was hopefully some he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think honestly, like in with an oh, eight. Wait, round... we didn't mention uh Patrick Laird. He's on he's on this depth chart. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> At an eighth round like... price tag, I feel like you know. If he's if he's a three down back, like it's he's a smash because because he does the receiving stuff like that's what he's going to have. And he's already it's James Conner on that. It's James Conner. He's better than James Conner if he's a. But I'm saying that's what James Conner last year. Yeah. Kyler got hurt and James Conner still smashed down the stretch because like, right. If you just play every snap, even if you suck, yeah. it doesn't really yeah. matter. James Conner definitely could yeah. be more interesting around the goal line type of play. But um, I think he'd be a better receiving option than, than Conner. But it's a very, very similar bet. Uh, but you know, Connor, you're dealing with age and like, can he keep this up? White, you're dealing with, does he really suck as a rusher? Which right. But like how him. he gets there is like, dude, if, if you're playing every snap. So we are passes. right in that running back group that I was talking about. So, so uh, this is the, this is go, the spot right here. This is the names. sweet spot. This is, we could have, that's the other thing we could have done with our galaxy brain ideas. We could have, it would have been fairly easy if we went away from White to go Penny and then without taking Daniel Jones. Oh, we already had Swift. We already had Swift. Yeah, you can yeah, double yeah. tap them. I think you can double tap. I've done it once. I've, I have done it once. It, it was fun. So it's probably Damian Harris over Penny then if we have Swift. Yeah, I, I would. So. I would still side Harris. Yeah. Although, yeah. let me just throw out Antonio Gibson so we can get Howell later. Oh, let's oh, wait. For they, fuck's they, sake. No, I mean Howell, guys. Do you realize how good he looked in his one start? He scored like 24 fantasy points, dude. Please kick him just, off the just, uh, yeah. just like- This guy's gatekeeping three QB builds. It's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, out here drafting dusty-ass Tom Brady. I mean, get out of here. They're telling us we can't <laughs> draft Sam Howell. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, uh, oh, I'm ready at job security, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady is, uh, I mean, liable to just, you know, drop uh, whatever he's doing it, you know, at the yeah. top of the hat. Let Tom Brady, job Sam security from the career coaches. Attempts, he threw for 169 yards and a touchdown, guys. And he rushed for 35 yards. I've and never a for, And a touchdown. Don't yeah. leave out that part. Listen, yeah. Sam Howell, who couldn't get a job from Taylor Heineke, despite the team totally sucking ass, is definitely starting the whole season. Uh, Don't worry. Sam Howell, who Taylor Heineke said should start over me in the last game. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, give the kid a shot, you assholes. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? Right? That is Proving such a good comment. That is such a good comment. We do have to take Antonio Gibson here, right? Yes. I mean, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Of course. All right. This is a great running back <laughs> this- room all of a sudden. For the audio listeners, Daniel Jones at quarterback, our running backs, DeAndre Swift, Rashad White, Damian Harris, Antonio Gibson, our wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Chris Olave, Devonta Smith, JSN, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson. Sick team. We actually isn't have this... receivers feel good. You know, like, yeah. it doesn't happen. Yeah. See, isn't this the alternative of the hyper-fragile versus zero RB experiment I was talking about? Wouldn't you rather have that, like, we all agree, Tony Pollard, 
awesome. I really like Nick Chubb. Saquon looks good. Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs. All these guys are great. Christian McCaffrey, great. Would you rather have multiple of them and then we would get to this point in the draft be like, Rushy Rice? You know, like yeah. like like uh, uh, Tyler Boyd. What do you guys think about Tyler? like that? Is that that's gross? I think you can We're getting... do it, right? You just have to make sure you don't take too many detours. You, I think you have three detours in the early rounds, and uh, as long as you as long as you. But I do love. We didn't take really any. But I, and I, what I love no, is we didn't take any. End up being a three QB and three tight end build, but I think it can work that way with the four top four running backs we got and the top six receivers we got. We can go three QB three tight end here, right? You can I think get we probably DeAndre can because Swift. we're actually pretty we're pretty strong at running back, or at least we have the potential yeah. to be. We're good yeah. at we, running. We're, we're like pretty yeah. good at running. You back. ask four zero RB bros, and we're like, oh, we're fucking strong at running back. <laughs> we're, like, <laughs> we're really strong at running back. We're fucking loaded. <laughs> this is like an amazing running back room. By so, the way, can I pull up Chandler's comment here? This fucking slayed me. What did it say? Who is the worst pick? Addison in the fifth. Uh, or, or Davis, Davis being right about Taysom again? <laughs> That's not even a sensical question, but Taysom definitely, t- definitely Taysom. 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 I'm drafting Taysom, and I won't be able to handle Davis being right about Taysom uh, again, uh, and it will help me financially. But we all know you need that, so yeah. Please, please look out for me. Um, one really quick thing about these running backs that Pete's comment kind of reminded me that with hyper fragile, I have been trying to do some of the, like, I will take Pollard, Chubb, Pollard, Ramondre or whatever, and then finish out my four. I'm only going to take four and do like Penny, Damian Harris. It's like Pollard, Ramondre, Penny, Damian Harris as my four. So like, I'm still not awesome at wide receiver, but like, I'm not completely locked out as a like if you take running back, running back, running back, like you're really in it's trouble, a hyper you know? fragile that's hitting this fun pocket in the tenth round. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to play that fun pocket in the tenth round, I think. I like that a lot. And because the that that second, third round of running back is a really good running back pocket. So you can kind of hit both of the best running back pockets in the draft and still not get locked out everywhere. Right. Um, what do we have a tight end after Komet? Is there anything else? Yeah, Dolchich, uh, Laporta, the man who won't I be like named. Earth, but... We could set something up with a Matthew Stafford double with Higby. This seems like a good time to grab another running back. You want to go Warren and play Warren, out yeah. this week? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Because <clears throat> that also gives us more like Noah Fant. Yep. Uh, at, at the back end. What's the Warren case? I haven't heard this yet. Like that's pretty far ahead of ADP. You have him pretty high in your ranks, Pat. What's what's the case for him? Uh, he's the best uh, back in the Steelers backfield. <laughs> All right, it's just nine picks at ADP, but yeah, it's just what? Oh, it was just yeah. nine. Yeah, not too bad. He he's been getting steamed up though a little bit. Like he opened what like one seventy five and has just been inching up. He's also protected. I think that some of these RB these clear RB twos that are protected by the running back in front of them. From these signings, like Najee Harris sucks, but he they spent a first round pick on him and they're not gonna like bring in some veteran competition. Yeah, that's um, a great point. I really like that. Yeah, so you just you know what you're getting, and yeah. also he literally might be the best running back on the Steelers. 
It's the I mean, same concept was, as Chuba. Like that's what you would you, exactly you the same guys. It's like Chuba. Yeah, exactly the same concept in ESPN's receiver ratings. Top top three running backs: Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Jalen Warren. Which is he crazy. He didn't. He wasn't a great receiver in college. This like really came out of nowhere. Oklahoma State. They didn't throw to him really. So that was wild. Yeah, I mean, he was dope. He was fun to watch last year for sure. Yeah, he was fun. By the way, Deion Jackson was fourth. Uh, Joe Mixon, then Kareem Hunt, then Jarek McKinnon. Then Alvin, so Alvin stop Kamara. taking Evan Hall as the uh, JT. Uh... <laughs> Honestly, maybe. Maybe it's Dion. He was good. He was good. Um, What do you guys like here? Like the stuff with the Rams is like somewhat reachy. Dolchich is unstacked. We could just take another one-off running back that we like. To get to what? Six? That yeah. Yes, yeah, or, or you don't like Stafford at this point too early. Well, that's what I was like. We we could definitely do Stafford. Let's just do um, Stafford and get just lock it in. I think we just yeah. do it. Yeah, I think yeah. we just do it. I don't know if you guys heard, but you're not allowed to take two quarterbacks who play against <laughs> each other in Week 17. I'll be right back. That's rough. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> It does limit your. Uh, it does give you one less out, right? But you're just you're betting on that game stack. <laughs> Yo, Kassik in the chat. I'm in the eleventh round on a poppy right now with zero wide receivers. I mean, I don't. I think. Excuse you're, me. You got to the wrong place. You're in, you're in the wrong chat. You're in the wrong place in your draft. Like you got to find your way back home, man. Where are you drafting a puppy? Because those tournaments don't. Yeah, exist you're, you're just in the wrong place. Wait, everywhere. this is a slow <laughs> puppy. <laughs> This must be a super slow puppy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. A slow draft. Oh, oh my God. In the 11th round? In the 11th it should round? be over by now. I would like email. Honestly, if that was me, I would like email underdog customer support and ask them to just like remove it from my app. Like, I, I'm still in it. Put me on auto draft, but I don't want to see it anymore. I would email them and say there's collusion in this draft. I don't know who it is, yeah. but some guy hasn't <laughs> some guy hasn't taken a wide receiver in the first ten rounds. <laughs> These other eleven owners have colluded against me. <laughs> there's no other way this could happen. I haven't drafted a wide receiver for eleven fucking rounds. <laughs> Somehow this is not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> The customer is always right, right? I mean, test exactly. it out. See what happens. At Nick Rudman, I believe, is who you yeah, want to... That's, uh, that's where you want to direct that. <laughs> oh, Sorry, the idiot streamers at it again. <laughs> but, man. I, I guess, apparently, the slow puppies are a thing. Everybody's saying that. Uh, yeah. Dude, Jesus. I can't believe My that God. people's puppies are in the ninth and 10th. John Jackson. How? Saying his puppies in the ninth and 10th. Fuck, that's insane. Wasn't that that and, was weeks ago, right? Okay, so Paul's saying people are milking the clock in case you know news right comes out. Oh, I'm dude, really it's excited May. for May to not make it back, and we're gonna. It's a five dollar draft. <laughs> yes. You guys realize we're about to auto draft somehow. The count is on. <laughs> of course we are. I knew that was happening from the jump. This would be this would be an epic. We got Gibson chasing history. Look, man, John, my, my job John, was to make sure out. we had some semblance of a stack with, with a stupid fucking hell pick in this goddamn poodle. Actually, and John, I, pick, I know I pick. it, so I'm sitting, I'm happy, dude. <laughs> I'm sitting goes. back at victorious. 
The Dons pick the Dons. If you're watching, please pick quickly. I want to time out. He's listening, by the way. I know he's got a fucking headphones and he's hearing it. Round 14, somebody took him out. I've never been more comfortable in my whole life. Go ahead. I can't wait. I can't wait to draft Sam Howell. We got him stacking with Antonio Gibson. Two players the Washington coach staff's going to fucking hate by the end of the season. Great job. Great build. We, We crushed it. Jacoby Brissett handoffs to Brian Robinson all the second half, and this team is yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> we totally nailed it. Yeah. This, uh, I mean, this is amazing. Yeah, I'm done tilting. I'm happy again. I'm feeling good. <laughs> Sam Howell, come on down. I'm waiting for I'm, I'm waiting for Pat to put his feet up on the table and do the Kadarius Tony over Sam Howell. Sam Howell? <laughs> My cue worked. Yeah, the cue that wasn't intentional to auto draft a Sam Bullshit. Howell. He was standing around the corner. <laughs> yeah, you came in right after the pick. <sighs> I almost tried to get Pat. I was going to be like, you want to log in my account? Because I'm having to do shit right now. But, uh, I mean, Pat taking Sam Howell 40 picks ahead of ADP seems like a good <laughs> dose of medicine he needed to take. If, Pete, that might have been your best bit ever. So, I hope it and it was incidental. Oh, I was actually no. taking care of a six-month-old. Uh, but, yes. Well, your bits crush even when you don't mean them to be bits. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Well, we're good at quarterback. Yeah, we're set. We're fucking wow. looking great. <laughs> Jared Goff is still on the board, and we took Sam out. That's amazing. Feeling good. I will say, Curtis Samuel as a wide receiver seven starting to look pretty nice. Oh, looking, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> looking real nice. <laughs> also, Logan Thomas. Do we have to Logan draft Thomas. a tight end, or can we just finish this team up because it's perfect? <laughs> <laughs> Team is hilarious. I mean, we have to take Taysom Hill, right? Three, so I mean, you're, we have you're to suggesting take, a, th- a three five. We three have five, to take Greg Dolchich fucking thirty picks past yes, ADP, right? Yes, yeah, we'll I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 happened to Greg Dolchich? Is it Pat has now done gatekeeping on Greg Dolchich, pumped and dumped him last year? Now you can't draft him because Nathaniel Hackett is gone. Is that what you're doing, Pat? Well, I mean, a big part of my <laughs> Dulcich bull case was that Nathan, Nathaniel Hackett was was uh, on the record saying, "Look at that hair! Look at that hair!" <laughs> I mean, that's that's bullish, guys. That's bullish. We need to pay attention to these coaching staffs and what they're telling us. Did uh, exactly. hey, we should roll the clip, by the way? But <laughs> we haven't rolled the clip in a while. Can we? Oh roll yeah, the what are you talking, Thank, thank you. I appreciate the reminder here. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. You tell me that coach wasn't helping him out? Yeah, just absolutely absurd. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Uh, Oh, man.
Wow, we okay. I don't even fit. So Tyler Higby went at pick one fifty five. So that that dream had died uh, quickly. Anyways, that's fine. It's fine. We got two. What's going on with Jared bag? Goff? Wait, what the fuck is Why going on is with Jared, Jared Goff? Goff? <laughs> pick one eighty. Who the fuck Jared- has Amon Ra? Someone has Amon Ra. Just draft this guy. Jesus Christ. Honestly, honestly, we should take him if he comes back. We 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 could use a third quarterback. Yes, we should. What the fuck? We could use a third quarterback. Don't acknowledge that, Gretch. We were supposed to let that go. (laughs) Thank you, Gretch. I I bet. (laughs) I got one of you. <laughs> Everyone's a slave to their their team. If if GA doesn't take uh, Amon Ra as his second QB with a Justin Herbert team, um, we've truly jumped the shark. Oh my God. Uh, oh, Stephanie has T Law and Dak already. So yeah, I get it. Uh, come on, I you're, you're I, I I took I took Kyler Murray on a Jalen Hurts team as my third quarterback when he fell past pick two hundred. Like at some point, like I'm just stacking that bitch up. What are you doing with Kyler? What are you guys doing with Kyler? I'm taking him some when he plummets. Yeah, I take him a little bit, yeah. Like with who though? Not Nuke. I had oh, a marquee. I think it was a Marquise team that I had him with, and then Rondale like, maybe McBride. added McBride. Yeah, you can do a little backdoor stuff. King yeah. King. All right, there he goes. Jared Goff at pick one eighty three. What an insane room. I hope I hope you take Josh Reynolds. I, I hope the golf slide forces you into a Josh Reynolds pick or a Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond, maybe. Yeah. Um. All right. So, is this is this a three tight end build, or can you get away with two at Dolchich? I think it's three tight ends. <clears throat> it's preferably three, but. Three quarterbacks and three tight ends is tough to pull off on yeah. zero RB, but our running back room is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think we could be done at running back. <laughs> wow, we we honestly could be. Yeah, it's really what not are the wide bad. receivers are we taking? We do need a stack with a the Giants. I mean, Slayton Slayton's a good stack with yeah with, with yeah. Dimes. Yeah. Is, uh, I mean, are you guys, what are you doing about Paris Campbell? Are you guys taking him? Yeah, I'm not. I dude, I, it's a crapshoot with the Giants guys and I'm just gonna yeah. throw my hands up and take I decided this them in. I kind of feel like he's decent. Uh Matt Harmon likes likes Paris Campbell a little bit. Um I like to lean in you know I like to lean into you guys with some of those takes and if Matt if Matt's like Paris Campbell might be a little better than we think that wide receiver room needs someone <laughs> who's a little better than we think. And so like if he can play if he can actually play outside um I don't know. I think he he's reasonable, but they're all. Are we? I got, mean, we should probably go tight end here and deal. think about a, a potential 18th round tight end as well, right? Is that sort of the yeah. way we should play this out? Hunter Henry, Conklin, likely. Do if we need mega upside, likely is probably my favorite play. If we don't need, uh, you know, that kind of upside, all these guys at the top look good. Fant, Fant, uh, Fant correlates with our Seattle. Uh, that's a true stack. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, we could do uh, Logan Thomas. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Wow, you're no, really I mean, coming we got, around. We got to get that. Uh, we got to make sure we have uh, our guys stacked up. You know. Yeah. Could we couldn't draft him? Now let's, we got to take, take Logan him. Thomas. Man. I'm with that. <laughs> that yeah, let's take Logan Thomas. Yeah. 
So when Logan Thomas loses the job to Cole Turner. Um, yeah, that way they're all fucking stacked up. You gotta get that correlation. Jacoby Brissett's throwing touchdowns to Cole yeah. Turner and handing off to Brian Robinson. <laughs> all right, who's our who's our pick? We here? have this team. Yeah, what's the pick? Um, do you want to do Noah uh, Fant just as one of our tight ends? Let's do Fant. Let's do yeah, Fant. Yeah, let's yeah, do Fant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, one more pick. We're at a three-five-seven-two build. Daniel Jones, Matthew Stafford, Sam Howell, accidental pick. Wink, wink. DeAndre Swift, Rashad White, Damian Harris, Antonio Gibson, Jalen Ward at running back, wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Chris Olave, Devonta Smith, JSN, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson, Darius Slayton, tied in. Greg, look at that hair, Dolchich, and Noah Fant. I mean, the the huge advantage taking Logan Thomas is we've already taken like. We've already taken, we just took two other guys with two 10 ADPs. We already <laughs> took Sam Howell. Like, no one's going to have all these 200 plus ADP guys. That's yeah. our gal. Yeah, no one, no, that's true. That is actually just true. No one will have all of them. <laughs> a bunch of 18th I, rounders, but we have four of them. That's what I told myself when I auto picked Terrace Marshall in the 14th round uh, about Oof. three hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> I had the DraftKings I, app uh, crash for me once, and I think. I think it was Tyler Boyd who I took like in the seventh round. I was so back with Joe Burrow. Yeah, it was stacked because I'd <laughs> yeah. start everyone on the Bengals. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. the best ball bros right. don't understand the lineup attrition. There's attrition to your team. Like you want you punt off a handful in every single oh, you you'll definitely you, punt off some teams. You gotta yeah. lose a few battles uh, to win the war. <laughs> Why wouldn't we take Logan Thomas though? Like actually. I mean so I was gonna I was gonna ask that. <clears throat> what do you guys do with um, a situation like this where so we went zero RB, but we also have, you know, late round tight end. And like, I agree with you guys that I'm clearly comfortable with a running back room like this. But generally speaking, you know, a late round running back would do would really be helpful to this build. But also yeah. so would a late round tight end. How do you how do you guys generally this is one of the most difficult things I've struggled with is like, I know I need a third tight end. But like, also those five running backs are not totally awesome so like how do you decide between I think they are kind if, of awesome if this was yeah, me i would be taking a, a sixth running back um because i'm perfectly comfortable with the dolchich fan combo at, at tight end and i'm kind of with eric that i feel slightly naked with five rbs in this build but there's the no hit. good rbs there's no good rbs yeah that's well, the problem RBs. but you could correlate one you could correlate one yeah. right Evan Silva's RB forty four in the in the last round. <laughs> I, mean, I love I'm, I love that you can't say no one can say Ty Chandler anymore without saying Evan Silva's RB. Oh. Wait, Ty Chandler is Evan Silva's RB forty four. Is that real? <laughs> Apparently, that's what we were told, I, no that's what I was told. I've, I've actually never double checked him. God bless you, Evan. We just we just quoting a fucking YouTube comment as if it's bad. <laughs> Hey, that's never led us astray. Notoriously yeah. reliable YouTube. I'm honestly YouTube. that Silva even has ranks out right now. Like, honestly shocked. It's a top 150. It's top 180 ADP. Like, yeah. Uh, all right, Ty Chandler or Logan Thomas. The great debate. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you, you guys believe in your guy or not? Stack them up. We believe in Sam Howell. We just don't believe in uh, Logan I, I, Thomas. I, I mean, I'll vote. Well, you know. you've really tied yourself. In I'm voting here, Chandler because you're the one saying Chandler. Gretch, what's the vote? vote? Is Michael Mayer still available? Because he's I'll he's vote like Logan Thomas. Tight end value. Did he go? All right. Okay. So we have one vote Chandler, one Chandler. vote Thomas. Pat Chandler. Chandler. You guys are frauds, dude. Stack up your guy. Chandler. Oh, right, Sorry, man. 
Can't All right. Even, if you're going to draft Howie, you can't even stack him. You were the Dolchich guy. We drafted Dolchich. Let him be. You know, I, I, I want to taste him. Antonio I want to taste him there. Who went with our with our uh, Saints our Saints Bucks thing? But I knew it would tilt the shit out of Pete, so I kept quiet. <laughs> we stacked him with Antonio Gibson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> B Rob gets the carries, and Gibson gets the touchdown. Hi Chandler at one one seven. He has him ahead of Zach Charbonnet. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Boom. <laughs> What's going on? Holy oh shit. Oh my god. I love it. 438 Birder man. right behind Alexander Madison if Dalvin Cook is gone. Dude, this is a man who fucking hangs dong on his ranks. This is some I real. Chandler? This is some serious dong. I oh like Chandler. God. I draft Chandler, but this is fucking aggressive. <laughs> How is he not getting steamed up after this? Well, we, we just cow. took him. Oh, we're getting him steamed up. <laughs> my goodness, let's go. I'm okay. re I'm re-upping my channel. sub right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This team is done and the reviews are already coming in. Winegator says this team is god awful. <laughs> I asked you guys if you wanted to draft a, a real team or if you wanted to experiment in, in the poodle. You guys wanted the experiment, you got to live by the experiment. And that includes a Sam Hell auto draft while I take care of my baby. Um, the final team Daniel Jones, Matthew Stafford, Sam Howell. <laughs> DeAndre Swift, Rashad White, Damian Harris, Antonio Gibson, Jalen Warren, Evan Silva's RB44, Ty Chandler. <laughs> Wide receiver, Cooper Cup, Chris Olave, Devonta Smith, JSN, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson, Darius Slayton, tight end, Greg, what a hair, Dolchich, and Noah Fant, tight end. It's honestly fine. Could use it's a good Logan team. Thomas. It's a good, it's team. A good team. It's fine. This is a good two RB team. We're underrating how good this team is because we're not used to recognizing that that's a really fucking good first six receivers. Really and the running backs are really good. The running backs for, are great. For, yeah. For getting the and, and Daniel Jones is a legit like we drafted three quarterbacks because we we took Sam Howell way early, but like you could take a two two quarterback team with Daniel. Yeah, Jones. we could have taken two RBs. Yeah. Or two uh quarterbacks, sorry. For sure. Yeah, Jones Stafford would have been fine. We didn't need help, but honestly would have been fine. Yeah. I mean, but it's a lot cooler that we took out. Yeah. Love the wide receivers. A little worried. A little worried. A little worried about everything else. I'm actually not worried <laughs> at all about our running backs. I think yeah. running backs no. are fucking yeah. I'm worried about keeping a tight end quite a bit. But yeah. Yes, correct. The tight ends are not great. Let's just say if Sean Payton falls in love with Greg Dolchich as much as Nathaniel Hackett did, we're going to be in great shape. Great shape. The new gym. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Um, man. Uh, the Poodle. Great time to experiment, to live a little here. Uh, Eric, uh, what else do you got going on over at Spike Week? I know you and Pat are doing a weekly show. I've been enjoying listening to those. What's up in your guys' neck of the woods? Yeah, check out the uh, – generally comes out every Thursday. Pat and I do a show together called Legendary Sickos, a little bit of a Spike Week and Legendary Upside collaboration. And, of course, just go to spikeweek.com and – um, our bread and butter is, of course, we have rankings, we have content and everything like, like most people do, but, uh, uh, Ty Chandler is not one thing overall <laughs> in my rankings. Um, but the, the best ball tools is where, is really where we, we thrive. Um, when you're drafting, we have what we call our draft hacker overlays. Pete had a, a different version of them up on the screen that you see there where you can customize exactly what you see on your screen when you're drafting your teams at 
uh, it, there, I think we have like 50 options now. It, it It's kind of crazy. You can see absolutely anything we added just today because we have so many options. People were adding so many different percentages and data points to their screen that they were getting confused on <laughs> which ones they were. So we added uh, what they call tool tips to them. So when you hover over the percentage now, you can oh, nice. see like, oh, this is... This is my combination of my first round pick and my my second round pick or or right my exposure in this tournament or different things like that. So we're constantly evolving those tools. Really excited say, for everything. Go ahead. So I was on a stream today and I had I've drafted with the tools on underdog quite a bit because I've been doing the multi tables on the poodles and stuff, but I hadn't done them on DraftKings. And on DraftKings, you guys like figured out a way to create a fucking draft board. Yeah, there's a draft board. Yeah, we built a draft board. So if you you, you built subscribe. a DraftKings draft board before DraftKings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is Spike Week is what I we like to call it. It's like a it's a it's built by sickos for the sickos. Like if you're playing if you're playing best ball seriously, we are serious best ball players. So like we're encountering the same issues that you're encountering, and we're just gonna build shit that uh, you know helps solve that. So yeah, DraftKings didn't have a draft board. It's like why don't we just build one we built some cool stuff um around you can see your playoff correlations in your team stacks in a little bit of a different view underneath your player queue um because sometimes it is even for people like us you're like oh you're like oh we need the you know deontay johnson week 17 correlation well like we have a view you can click a button and it says here's all my week 17 correlations right and so you know live while you're drafting it updates um just a bunch of little stuff like that and then i love personally our draft iq tool which is kind of a little bit more of a data exploration tool in terms of once you've drafted your teams like i was talking about with my zero rb teams or my hyper fragile teams what do they look like now uh you can you can really dive into that and search for individual players and just all sorts of stuff but just go ahead and check that out over at spikeweek.com um a couple plugs on my end. Stephanie, I'm doing uh, the Fantasy Frames show tomorrow with Ste- Stephanie and Stacy. I'm going to be over nice. on their channel talking best ball at 8 p.m. Check that out. We're not going to be drafting, but I wanted to make sure we're giving some uh, giveaway comment juice. So anyone who comments on that stream, I'm going to give a $100 gift card to the store. You can get some merch, ship chasing merch, whatever. Nice. So check us out at 8. And then for YouTube members, um, both on my channel and ship chasing, I'm doing best ball after dark early this week um because of the memorial day holiday i'm gonna have john warner on of the badge bros excited to talk with him get to know him a little bit more so if you guys are a youtube member here on my channel you have access to that so those two shows tomorrow gretch what's going on in your neck of the woods you've been pumping out some stealing signals posts i've been enjoying yeah i did a, I did a look uh back at uh, last year's projections and i'm kind of working on next year's projections but yeah nothing nothing huge right this moment all right, Crane, what's um, going on on leg up? Leg up. Um, got some, yeah, the rankings. Check out the rankings, draft right off them. Uh, if you're signed up for Spike Week, use code leg up. You get 40% off as a legendary upside subscriber. Uh, and if you, you want to become a legendary that. upside subscriber, uh, go to legendaryupside.com slash early and you can get $30 off. Uh, I also have $50 underdog credits still, although those are going quickly. There you go. 
Get your stealing signals. Get your spike week. Get your leg up. Appreciate you guys all hanging out. We will circle back with Eric um, midsummer. I think will be about the time we will need to revisit and um, talk about DJ Moore again. So uh, you know, we you come for the galvrating, stay for forty five minutes on DJ Moore's ADP. That's what we do here on Chip Chasing every single Wednesday. I actually need to huddle with you, ADP Chasing guys. I don't know what your plan is for Memorial Day because um, you've been doing Mondays, but. I'm I'm not doing best ball breakfast on Monday. I'm I'm taking the long weekend, but week you guys could, you guys get uh, figure it out. Might might be a week off, but appreciate you guys regardless. We'll be back next Wednesday night for ship chasing for Gretch, for Pat. I'm Pete for for five four. I'm messing up my thing. I got to get the fuck out of here. Good night.